Good evening, everyone, and welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Ah. Megan! I just realized, I'm never first. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm playing Sarai Landir, the Eldrin Glamour Bard. Hi, I'm Eric, and I'm playing Sarak, the Arakakura Horizon Walker Ranger. Oh, I'm third. Um, hey, name's Moz. I'll be playing Tower of play the Wood Elf Scout. <laughs> Hi, my name is Carlos. I'm playing Thousand Fahrenheit, the half-orc tiefling forge cleric. And I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Nightcrafter, the tiefling fighter. All right, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Disasters in Danger, our D&D 5e high fantasy actual play campaign. So we're going to be diving into that in just a second. But before we get to it, I do think we have a couple of quick announcements. Meg, you want to talk to us about Norse Foundry? I would love to. So um, our sponsor for this show is Norse Foundry. They're an absolutely wonderful dice company. Um, they make metal dice, gemstone dice, bone dice, uh, you name it. They probably make it. Um, they're absolutely wonderful quality. They thunk real nice when you roll them. They also work with uh, Elderwood Academy for their dice boxes. They're beautiful. They're really well made. Um, they've come out with this line of spell books that hold a set of dice, your mini, an, an eraser, whatever else you want to put in that little thing. It's absolutely wonderful. They smell great. Um, so if you go there and shop, which you should, because spring is about over, which means it's almost graduation time, means you're going to need a gift, my, my dudes. Um, so if you use the promo code REPRPG, which is listed on the side, you get 15% off of your order, which is no small chunk of change, believe me. Um, so REPRPG, go to NorseFoundry.com, check them out. You won't be sorry. Awesome. Thank you very much. And I believe, uh, Eric, you want to tell us about the archives coming up on Thursday? Yeah. Um you guys find that you're just not getting enough D&D on Mondays and you found that, you know, Malifaux on Wednesdays is amazing, but your cup just hasn't yet runneth over with D&D content. Come on over to Thursdays and watch myself and Megan have our weekly D&D talkback show, The Archives, where we talk about what happened on Monday in Disasters and Danger. And, uh, I mean, that's not the only thing we talk about. We talk about... Um, many things dd things come in ask your questions we answer questions um for us for our characters about dd in general and about uh, the world in general we uh have branched off into musicals movies and so many other facets before so it's a fun time it's about an hour long high impact journey so uh sit back relax and enjoy every thursday uh right around 7 30. Awesome. Sounds good to me. Um, that's my and, kite five. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, yeah, we do have Malifaux coming back this Wednesday. Last week, uh, ran into some some scheduling issues, and and uh, I had some things I needed to take care of. But we are going to be back this uh, Wednesday. Going to be super awesome. Um, we're going to continue saving uh, Orphan. Orphan Girl Hazel Green. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what Malifaux is, it is uh, Eldritch, Steampunk, Magitech, Alternate History, 1907, um, Through the 
breach uh, wonderfulness from from weird games and uh, check them out. They are absolutely fantastic. Big big fans of theirs. So let's get into tonight's adventure. Oh, is there anything else uh, people want to plug or talk about, Carlos? Sure, I'll throw it out there. Hi, uh, check us out or check me out uh, at the Junk Drawer Show. On uh, we normally play Monday nights on Twitch. We're currently in the process of actually uh, expanding new things with the Junk Drawer Show, and uh, yours truly will be spearheading one of the shows on the channel. Um, it's coming soon once I have all the details. I'm finally finalizing the last bits out and once the first episode is up i will announce it here so you guys can check me out i have no idea what the hell i'm doing but we'll have fun with it as we go that sounds awesome i can't wait to see what it is you're gonna put together that's gonna be a very very good time i'm looking forward to it um awesome so i believe that is it for now sorry i'm scrolling i'm looking for things i'm double checking stuff and yeah let's do it let's get to it shall we so our adventure takes place in the lands of lictrocht they are lands of myth of legend they are lands where one can write their destiny in blood and so our heroes the archivists uh, have traveled across most of the continent at this point uh, in past the western mountains and have made their way to the House of Shields and as they journey to a mythical location known as the Forge. Here, they have encountered the remnants of a once great dwarven and giant society uh, once headed by the Black King. And so they had accidentally done uh, a fair amount of uh, recovery and uh, engendered, endeared, there it is, endeared themselves to the dwarves of the House of Shields. And so the archivist, knowing that it's dead and it's the dead of winter and that uh, traveling through the mountains uh, are dangerous, and so um, it's going to take their allies time to make it to the forge, have decided to stick around and embark on... um, couple of other quests to help the House of Shields reopen the Chamber of the Black King. Um, you guys have decided uh, in the interim that it is time for you to uh, to get ready. Um, it was there. You had done a little bit of shopping. You guys had gotten together and gotten magical tattoos. Um, the, the design of which uh, it, you could only see on the Discord because if we stop and, and look at it anymore, uh, it, we will never find it again. So, uh, there you go. Go go be a part of the Discord. Um, but, you guys do have these. So, for my, my feathered and or furred friends, um, they are magical tattoos. So, they, they not only do they apply to the skin, but they stain the, um, the feathers and the, uh, and the fur that that comes out of it so your your tattoo um doesn't like have to be visible but it has to be on the surface of your of your personage you don't get to hide it beneath beneath feathery bits or anything like that Mm -hmm. um 
a number of you had them at different sizes and, and things along those lines. Mars, looks like you have a question. No? Okay, cool. Just uh, just, just right here with you. Sounds good. Um, so you guys got that done mostly on credit. Uh, we didn't do the math on the things. But if you guys are doing this for uh, to open the Chamber of the Black King... Everybody there knows who you are, and they are willing to uh, to kind of help you guys out just a little bit. So, are there any other last-minute preparations before um, the Forge of the Fist, where you guys are uh, planning on heading, um, as per our conversation? Yes. Where is Wyatt? Oh, Wyatt is uh, staying in the homes provided by, um, is it, uh, Beardron? And um, as as is the rest of your caravan. I I figured, but I wanted to just check in with him real quick before we left. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, you you stop by, you find him. Um, He is... He's doing some academic study. As, as best he can, you know, they are anthropologists as well as archaeologists that so they are doing. Um, they're doing studies on the Dwarven society here. They're they're helping them uh, piece together not only their history, but also recording, uh, you know, what they find. And, and they're documenting differences in, like, architecture and artifacts and uh, a wide variety of, of things. So the students uh, from the Magnus Exploratorium actually have a, a fair amount to keep them busy in in the meantime so yeah why it's there what would you uh what would you like to do um we're we're about to to head out to the to the other chambers but just how are you doing i'm uh as well as can be expected this is a interesting place um for sure and so we are making the best of it and uh it's good to feel somewhat secure, I suppose. I know. I I, I understand. Um, you sound much better. You look better. Um, but just um, a thought. No one really knows you here, and they don't really know the Magnus. And I know that you all are sort of representing them, and you want to put a good face forward. And I know that you're a huge nerd, and you love studying, and that you know, interviewing these people and learning about their culture is sort of your jam, but you know, when was the last time you had a vacation? And I think if anyone deserves one, it's you. Maybe just relax a little bit when you get the chance. Try some of the local cuisine, also the food. Wink, wink. I'll see what I can do. Um, I think it's a bit of normalcy is important for us, for me, right now. And um, and this uh, light academic work, I think, is as, as close to normal as I've uh, had the opportunity to feel in a while. Fair. I just, you have a wonderful opportunity here, and I just wanted to make sure you were seeing all sides of it, that's all. And... You know, I, I'm going to worry about you while we're out. Well, I appreciate that, Sarai. I will worry about you as well. I hope you'll be fine. Well, I'll be fine. Don't worry. All right. Anyone else before uh, before pressing on? 
Uh, yes, I had finally, Treasure managed to procure a bottle of very nice dwarven ale, and she was going to go find Talroth to give it to him. Took only forever and a day. <laughs> I'd probably be arguing with Screepers about overcooking meat. Okay. What do you mean? It's not overcooked! Yeah, but if it tastes like charcoal, you don't get the flavor of the meat itself, Screepers. That's what I've been trying to tell you this whole time. Your tongue is weak! Must try harder to taste it. Well, excuse me if I grew up uh, the fine dining of jungle cuisine. Mm, Jungle cuisine, is it now? Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Well, my my uncle's called jungle. I mean, we just call him that, but that's besides the point. I mean... Have you had grilled gator before? Gator? Yeah, gator. Grilled gator. That's less sophisticated dragon. Of course. Now, you know if you cook gator too too much or too wrong, it turns into like that weird bouncy rubber stuff, right? Gator gum. Yeah. Yeah, you can't eat gator gum. No, you don't swallow gator gum. You chew it for the flavor. But there is no flavor if you overcook it. No. Your palate is weak. Elf weak palate. Look at this jaw. Look at that. See this? Ah. Right about then is when treasure comes into ah and she's like. I walked in at an interesting moment. <laughs> uh, just a uh, difference of opinion in cooking styles. Correction! Oh, yeah, you just... A lesson! Lesson in cooking! So you drown everything in red pepper, right? No! Not drown! <laughs> Infuse! Red pepper. Got it. At least that's what we can agree on. <laughs> I was actually looking for you. It took forever to find this, but since I keep drinking your stash, I felt I may as well replenish some of it. Oh? And she hands him the bottle of very nice dwarven wine. <laughs> yeah, just immediately crack it open and just take a sip. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that is that is delicious. Well, I guess if I kept drinking your sash, I may as well replenish at least a little of it. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll be sure to mark it off on the tab. Oh, damn, that is good stuff. Oh, uh, guessing we're ready to start going? That was Screevers hopping away. That wasn't wasn't me trying to usher you guys along. That was Screevers going, okay, I guess we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're... Pretty much, I think Sarai went to go find Wyatt to make sure everything's cool before we head out. I just got all my stuff packed up. I uh, haven't checked on Thosing yet, but I think we're ready to set out. All right. Uh, yeah, this is, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> oh, boy. Fire. That's, yeah, fire. That's a, uh, oh, boy. I mean, I'm fine with it. Oh, yeah, says the beefy one who can sit in a sauna without breaking a sweat. Yeah, exactly. 
I'm just going to keep drinking. Okay. Uh, if there is anything else looking, doesn't look like it. So, sorry. You're good. Um, Go ahead. I'm going to use my blessing of the forge, and I'm actually going to put the plus one bonus to my AC. Okay. So I'm going to use it. And that's it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You you apply your blessing of the forge to your armor. Um, you guys had done what what shopping you could last week, so I think there's nothing else there. Um, so you guys gather up back with Beardrin. Beardrin and Haldric are going to be the ones that um, go with you down into the chambers, uh, into the the chambers of the House of the Shield. And, um, so they're, they're going to, um, discuss with you sort of, we'll, we'll assume you guys have set some sort of plan that, um, they are going to reopen the chamber, uh, in, in three days, unless they receive, uh, some sort of sending from you guys or, or word that, uh, you need it opened prior to that. Um, is that is that a good plan for you guys, or is there something else that that you want to do? I th- I think that works. Okay, seems pretty good for everybody. Um, awesome. And then the the team you guys gather up, you are uh, brought back. Where the thrones are, the thrones of the shield, and um, Beardrin brings with him a large sort of uh, kite shield that is um, a little unique as far as dwarves go. Uh, dwarves, little stockier, wider build, the kite shield doesn't quite fit them, um, but it it is definitely the shield that has been depicted on all of their heraldry uh, th- throughout the area. And it slides into the back of, uh, of the, the Shield Baron's throne, for lack of a better word. Um, with that and the key of bonking, as it had been so described, um, the, the pedestal is, is turned to the south, and um, the... Key of Bonking is, is given its appropriate turns and clicks and things like that. And the a, a similar large portal sort of sputters very um, hesitantly, haltingly, uh, in, into existence, uh, connecting you uh, to the, what you suspect to be the chamber of the uh, Forge of the Fist. Who's first? I jumped through. All right. Brave Birdie, going first. I did have just one small question. Okay. They said, now, we were looking for actual keys, or was it something that they would describe as a key? It is It is an armored gauntlet that functions as a key. Okay, so we're looking for a gauntlet. Yes. Okay. Um, and it is for a giant. 
yeah, I figured that's something that we would have talked about. I just wanted to Absolutely. make sure. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You you definitely would have talked about it, and um, no no problem. Yeah, definitely definitely specify that. So, um, burst through the door. Who's second? Just because. Oh no! Bird went through. We don't know what's on the other side. Treasure hops in right afterwards. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. I'll grab onto Sarai's hand, and I will look at him like, "You ready?" Sure, let's go. Wee! All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, before I go, chewing. Go ahead. Yeah. Before I go through, just kind of take a breath. Look over Beardrin, just kind of shake his hand. Mm-hmm. See you soon. Best of luck. And then I'll hop through. All right. The rest of your teammates following shortly behind. Um, as you guys step through the portal, you feel that strong sort of pull that the uh, dimensional space, this arcane gate powered by Eldritch machinery, um, utilizes, and you guys are, are thrust to the other side. The first thing you notice as soon as you are back within the prime material plane, the instant you're gone and and returned, the eat it's your your lungs, your body, um, your, your skin. Um, as comfortable as the dwarves may have kept it, it is comparatively cool uh, than than where you're at now. And there is just sort of a um, an oppressive thickness to to the air, definitely by comparison to the, the crisp, cool uh, darkness that the House of Shields presented. It is dark here, um, even as you, as you step out of the portal into the area. There is the dull blue glow, bluish green glow that emanates from the portals, and it is a chamber very similar to the previous two that you have seen. Uh, of the Axe Lord and the House of Shields. Um, it is uh, a very large hall. Uh, you can see the columns uh, in their traditional orientation with giants and dwarves um, built into their facade. And the stone um, dais upon which all of the previous dwarven, how to put it, uh, thrones had been sitting, is immediately within eyesight, but this is much larger. And these are definitely built for uh, giants to, to utilize. Um, that much is obvious immediately. As you look around, you can see some of the stone uh, that is that is here has been um, shattered. Uh, large impacts, and in some of the columns, you can see what look like axe or sword cleaves in into the stone. Um, and just about then, the blue dull light of the portal uh, dissipates behind you as as the rest of your team uh, finishes through the teleportation. Uh, 
perception check? Yeah, go ahead. You guys um, can make perception checks and give me your uh, perception floor. Uh, passive as a as a floor. As as a question, mm-hmm. uh, is this is this chamber illuminated at all, or is it without darkness? the portal? It's not without the portal. Okay. It, it goes back to being dark. That's a and B. Now that I have my shadow brand tattoo, if I have that and I wear my darkness goggles, does it extend my dark vision? No benefit. All right. Then for the first time, (laughs) then for the first time, you see Sirak as he he walks in here, looks around, and just goes, "Whoa!" Right. It's the same as the goggles, isn't it? Yeah, it's exactly the same, but but now I don't have the goggles. Right. Eighteen. Okay. He's putting the goggles back on. Mm-hmm. Well, I need my glasses. <laughs> like, immediately after I did that, I was like, oh, I'll just, oh wait, no, I, I do need to see. Uh, so that's 15 plus 6 for a 21. Okay. That's an 18 for me. Okay. 12. With passive as a floor, 11. Okay. Uh, you guys don't hear... Uh, a lot. You, there is a little bit of like a thrum uh, that is remnant either from the Eldritch Machines or or um, a little bit of, of like a fire burning sound off in the distance. Not in this room. Uh, but it does give you the impression that here um, things or people are are present somewhere. Not in this chamber. Chamber sounds quiet. It is still um, it seems to be un, unmoving um, for for the most part, um, and yeah, that is that's a, that's about as far as you got. But we get an eye and a. And I like a direction of where the voices are coming from. Uh, above you, for for certain. Um, and you guys, having been in a few of these chambers, know that this these are usually below the rest of whatever sort of fortress or citadel there is, and um, usually they're hidden. There's some sort of, of secret chamber. Most of the entrances and exits had previously been in columns. But since this is a giant um, citadel, you may need to find a, a different exit, as it were. The, um, the columns are not big enough to hide a spiral staircase in, uh, for, for a giant at least. They, they work still for dwarves and, and medium creatures, but not for, not for giants. Um, she's going to start walking... Just straight ahead, so... Okay. Yeah. I follow. Um, gotta look after you. <laughs> Do we see anywhere that would lead out of here, per se? 
As you guys are, uh, so are you sticking together as you explore the chamber? Are you spreading out to cover more ground? Uh, how do you guys want to go about this this task? I was going to start checking around the chamber, like our immediate area, just see if there's anything there. Just maybe we get lucky. Say that again. Uh, just checking the immediate area we're in, just in case we happen to get lucky. Okay. Uh, the immediate area that that you're in around the uh, around where the portal entrance is, and around the dais where the thrones are, is uh, pretty clear. You see the mechanisms utilized to turn the thrones. You can see where the um, the fist of the forge, the actual gauntlet, is. Uh, is intended to to sit to open it open it up um it is there's a uh, grip on the um on the throne as all the other uh localized keys have have been the axe lord thing was was in the throne uh for a handle as well as was the shield right the that's uniform among these so you definitely tell where it's supposed to go um there is nothing exit-wise here uh, that you have been able to to locate at this point. And, yeah. Treasure, Sarag, what are you guys up to? Are you, st- are you going with Saride and Thosin? Are you sticking around Talroth? You guys splitting off on your own? I'm going with Saride. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I was going to ask, I, would we... Would you say that we are familiar to with the object by descriptions in order to use the locate object spell, or would I know the spell enough that I'm not as familiar with it for it to be effective? Ooh. Um, let me let me double check. I'll get back to you on that. Dig up the spell and see um, <coughs> see what all it entails. I know you have to be familiar. Let's see if there's any specific wording on it. Um, Treasure, what are you up to? I am sticking with Talroth, just to make sure in case something does come in here, he's not caught by himself. Okay. Okay. So, Rock, what are you up to? I am, um, as best I can, scanning around, just trying to find something that would uh, constitute an exit or a, a way to go. And I just, I also keep just kind of doing this. Cause of, cause Good. Yeah. Um, so the spell can locate a specific object known to you as long as you have seen it up close within 30 feet at least once. Alternatively, the spell can locate the nearest object of a particular kind, such as a kind of apparel, jewel, furniture, tool, or weapon. So you can attempt to locate the nearest... Um, gauntlet. Yes, armed gauntlet. You could, Yeah, you could do that. But as far as the specific key gauntlet that you're you guys are currently looking for, um, you are not... Uh, you are not that type of familiar with it. 
So, so. Soride, Soride, go ahead. While we're walking, she's, um, so th- the other day when we decided to get tattoos, you were still sleeping and we talked to this giant and he, I asked him everything about how to work with adamantine and she's going to hand him the notes that she took. Okay. Um, and, and cause you get me presents all the time and I never get you anything. I got you this gen the notebook that has like step-by-step guide on how to work with adamantine armor, like <laughs> baby's first adamantine armor kit for dummies. yeah <laughs> here so that uh when you get some time you can actually like make it yourself without without having him like over your shoulder to to teach you and stuff it i took really really good notes and he was actually very good about you know telling me what to do so there there you go you can do adamantine now once you get some this is amazing thank you you're now welcome. I feel like we're going back to that place where we dipped all that shit into making adamantine and just make a bunch of shit. Oh, with, but that was like the mountain's blood, I wasn't it? So. It was a while back. I think it was the mountain's blood. Because <laughs> he gave us a wish in exchange for his blood. We need another wish. What? We need another wish. Need anything? We're doing quite fine. What we need to do is to find the giant gauntlet thingy. You're right. Let me not get this threatened. This is very thoughtful. Thank you. And I give her a kiss. Okay, lead the way. She just keeps <laughs> blindly stumbling <laughs> towards nowhere. Oh shit! I thought you were about to see in the dark. Oh, you can. Oh no, I can. But I don't know where we're going, and it's all dark, and it's fucking giant in here. It's like just. Wandering through the mines of Moria with no no columns. I got nothing, just me walking through the void. Whee! As you guys continue to walk through the void, um, are you casting locate object or or not? No, because I feel like I would hit like a normal gauntlet, so I think I'm going to wait until okay. somewhere that looks promising, potentially, sure. and go from there. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Um... Within, um, I'm going to say about, it takes you probably 30 minutes, maybe maybe 45 or so, and uh, you've walked kind of the perimeter of the building, of the chamber, right? What you do notice is that there there is um, one part of the chamber that looks as though it had been um, damaged and... Uh, sort of the walls around there, the notches in them appear to be have have suffered uh, combat damage, right? And and so you you can kind of pick out this door, this solid relief of a door, uh, because uh, essentially it's perfectly fine. But then on the sides of it see sort of the the stone that's been carved back in a way um sort of like it was hitting the uh the frame of a door or the door jam or or things along those lines so you you do kind of know vaguely uh where to begin your your search your investigation as far as how to open uh this particular chamber um you guys are looking at it 
It is a large, uh, giant relief. You'd have to kind of fly up to get up near the, the head and the eyes. They're about 20, uh, 25 feet tall. Um, up Sirach goes. Yeah, if you guys would make me some investigation checks, I would, uh, I would appreciate it. Okay. Dirty 20. Okay. 18. Not 20 for a 26. Okay. Dirty 20. 18. Okay. Look at us rolling high. What's Nicely done. Watch. <laughs> As you guys um, look around this door, you notice a couple of things. One, it is a uh, it is a vertical lift of a door. Okay, that's how the door opens and closes. You know that it's hollow on the other side. You suspect that it is about two feet thick, two and a half feet thick, um, and probably has some sort of lead or um, a thin sheet of lead in it, and probably some form of steel reinforcement in it. Right, it is a very dense, very thick, very um, strong door. You also, as you guys have have investigated deeply, there was once a mechanism to you to lift and or and or lower it. You can actually find where the um, sort of that the hand mechanism for the giant was. Unfortunately, it spins completely free. Um, what it seems like. Uh, and you guys did amazing on all of your checks. So to, just as together, it um, you get the feeling somebody broke it intentionally to prevent this chamber from being accessed. Um, probably in in desperation and in a, a hasty retreat. It was not broken from this side. It was broken from the other side. Um, you have some options. As far as, uh, and, and you guys have some other options, I'm sure, with your own magics and things like that. But a couple of ideas that you guys immediately have. The doors and, and um, the walls here are very thick. Um, actually, I'm going to amend what I said. They're probably like closer to five feet thick. Um, it would be enough for uh, you guys to kind of squeeze into and, and try to climb maybe up and around the chamber. You'd have to remove that hand grip where the mechanism is that usually would lock in whatever chains and pulley system starts to raise and lower this door, right? You could attempt to damp, just for, brute force your way through it. Um, stone and steel has hit points in armor class, like anything else, uh, in fifth edition, but it's going to take you time. It's going to be loud and it's, uh, going to be a pain in the ass. Um, so, so there, there are those two things. You can also, some of you are very strong, uh, between you all, you might be able to lift it enough for a person or two to squeeze through and investigate from the other side. Um, but if you drop it, it will, uh, it will very much hurt your friend and or ally. Um, so with all of these options, I can actually just poof to the other side 
and investigate from the other side. Maybe there's something over there that can, can open, open it? it. Can you poof back? Sure. Are you sure about that? <laughs> so I can, I can, yeah, no, no, I, I can. Because uh, I have, uh, so I have my um, Misty Step, so I can teleport. But aside from that, I also, I know this uh, th from studying some of the portals that we've come across. I've been able to, uh, I, I can kind of like go in between. Sure. All right. Do you want me to? Do you want me to try? So specifically I... for Misty Step, and uh, and I now realize that is a uh, made a mistake on our PvP match. And I'm sorry, Mars. Um, you have to be able to see within yeah. thirty feet. You can't see beyond the door for Misty Step. Mm -hmm. Dimension door. You don't have to be able to see where you're going. Misty Step, you do. Yeah, but I'm not planning on using Misty Steps. So. I apologize. I thought you were. Well, I know I said that because I was thinking how I will ever get back, but you sure. know, now I don't have a way to get back. But I can't get to the other side. Okay. How is the door? Like, and it's is it on hinges? Is it? It's on a on a crank chain. There there are chains that. Uh, within the walls that will roll and lift it. Dozen, I think you and I can hold that up, right? I don't doubt our abilities, but I was trying to think smarter, not harder. <laughs> I well, mean... let me uh, let me check the other side real quick. Uh, Sirak, I'm actually going to veto that one because if you end up over there by yourself and there's a fire giant waiting for you, bye. Yeah, but I, I, I'm stealthy. He'll never see me. Can't you just pop back? There is a fire giant. You know, after some uh, after some thought, I don't I don't think I could get back. Well, here so you here, here, here. No, I I misrepresented my own spells. So here's what could happen. <clears throat> uh, so I could get to the other side, and then if Thosin and Treasure can lift it just a little bit so I can see, see under there, then I can come back. Why don't we just try to get the door down for all of us? I mean, we could. I'm just, I'm just expecting that there's somewhere on the other side that just makes this like it's a button or a lever, and it just makes it real easy to do, because that's how I'm thinking. Or maybe it's easier to pick the lock, for, like pick the door from the other side. These are all things in my bird brain. I'm just coming up with ideas. I'm, th I'm thinking if Mars, hold on, I... hold on, thousand Mars, go ahead. As we're having this conversation, I'm going to get the rope of climbing out of my bag, or out of the bag of holding, and I'm going to just give the command word so it can take me up to that circle mechanism that you okay. were talking about. Yeah. I want to see if there's a way that it can be pried loose to see behind it, to yes. see if maybe the other part of it is on the other side, to just pop that out, and then we just climb through that hole. Make an athletics check. 
22. Okay. Yeah. So you get your, you get, uh, something sharp in there. You get the stone, you start to pull, um, as, as it is going. Uh, I'm not sure what the rope of climbing is attached to, but it, 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 you got enough room, right? 50 feet up in the, in the rafters somewhere. Um, I, let me double check the rope of climbing because I might just have misremembered what it does. It can attach to things on its own, but I don't think it does like rope trick, which is the least D&D name spell ever. It's like, it's a rope trick, right? Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, it just moves to a destination that I choose until until I tell it to stop. Uh, okay, so if it has to be fastened, then yeah, that takes my idea out. But. I, I, your dark vision extends 60 feet. The roof is about at that, and you do see that there are there is a a stone enough rafter for you to attach to it. I am I am okay. okay with that. So you're kind of dangling off of the rope as as you're working this bit of stone um, out. It is loose, uh, or as you loosen it, you realize. So it is probably that torso sized, right? And it's um, it's got like giant finger holes in it for it to like be be turned. Okay, um, and so you're kind of working out the pieces, working out the pieces, um, but you're you're holding on with one hand, you know. So if, if you keep going, you're gonna drop it. It's up to you. I'll call it out to Treasure and Thosin. It's like, hey, uh, got something for the two of you to catch. If you got a second, wait before you break it. So is it something that could be mended potentially from this side, or would it be only mended from the other side? Well, this whole big old stone spins loose, so this ain't connected to anything. Chances are whatever's broken is on the other side, so... We... I don't know if fixing it will work. You're not wrong. Okay. Treasure kind of grabs Thosin's hands to hold it to create kind of like that basket, so that when it falls, it's just going to fall straight on there. Okay. Make, uh, make athletics checks, please. Or, let me rephrase. Strength saving throws. For thousand and treasure. Ten. Uh, six. Okay. Um, both of you fail. It is it is about fifteen, twenty feet up in the air. We're just gonna treat it like fall damage. Um so that is ten points of bludgeoning damage. Is this very large, very heavy sort of stone table is essentially about the size of it, right? A, um, a round, uh, like, four-person dining room table um, just thumps onto both of you. You, you get your arms up. You, you probably both hit your knee as, as it comes down on you and kind of slides off on the side. And you're like, well, that's, that's going to that's gonna leave a stiff neck uh, for a few days. Oh my god, she's gonna kneel and uh, mantle of inspiration um, for the both of them. Sorak, if you want it to, you can have eight temp hit points. Oh my god, are I'm you gonna okay? use my reaction to run away. No. <laughs> Try to like pull them out from underneath it. Yeah. And, and you do. So the stone table that is now um, 
face down, right? Sort of has these stone arms that stick up, and and you can see that as it as it would turn, would sort of click uh, something inside, and. Uh, Tauroth, you're looking in there. So this this grip is not in the door itself. It's next to the door, right? Sort of where like maybe a light switch would be, okay, um, in a in a normal house. But you can see in there. You do see a bit of chain that is uh, extending up, and there are some mechanisms that sort of um, once those arms go in, sort of help with the tension. Uh, and create just mechanical advantage, right? To to wind this chain, and you can see sort of some eldritch runes that basically once it started, once it was clicked into the on position, it should um, it should crank on its own. Um, but you, you're not quite sure what's broken from here. Um, and it's it, this piece isn't broken, but it's the piece on the other side. So you're you're not quite sure. You don't see that yet. But you can you the chamber with the chain in it essentially, right? The um, the inside the drywall, right? If I'm using a normal house parlance, um, is big enough, just big enough for you guys to to fit and climb up in and and uh, and through. And the, what would be the matching part for this part of the lock, like the other side of it? So it doesn't, it doesn't go clear through. It just goes to here. You suspect it's on the opposite side on the, on the other side of the wall. So they would both be operated by the right hand facing the door. But when you mirror, you see what I mean? Um, So yeah, there is no clear way to see straight through, but maybe up and over on the other side of the door is the piece that you're looking for. Okay. So yeah, I'll just have the rope bring me down and explain that. You have to you have to hop the last ten feet because it's only it's fifty feet of rope. So you have to kind of hop the last fifteen feet. But uh, I, you can I, with an athletic acrobatics check for you. It's it, unless you nat one, you're fine. So yeah, it's fine. Okay, there you go. <laughs> So you get back down to the ground to de- describe to all of your teammates exactly what it is you are facing on the other side. So we could climb through the hole and get to the other side, or we'd be stuck between the two walls? Well, see, the way I understood it, we'd be between the two walls, but we'd climb up the chains to get over the door, go across there, then come down to other chains to pop out the other lock. Sure. Well, at least uh, for Cody, that's how I understood it. Yeah, you you described it correctly. Yes, absolutely. Nicely done. All right, then. Sorry. So we're going to be going up the chains over and then coming uh, coming out the door on the other side? More or less, yeah. Cool. I'm just going to make that easy on myself then, but let's go. Okay. Um, If you guys would all make me uh, just a set of athletics checks um, for Sorak, if you are flying due to the tight uh, area, 
we will make it a acrobatics check because you're having to contort your wings to try to get lift. It's going to be much harder to do, especially once you get within the wall, essentially. So what I'm going to do actually Mm -hmm. is I'm going to cast etherealness on myself. Okay. And I'm going to step into the border dimension between the ethereal plane and for the next round six seconds, um, walls and barriers don't apply. I ignore all objects and effects that are on the ethereal that aren't on the ethereal plane, allowing you to move through objects you perceive on the plane you originated from. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so, so and I'm just gonna fly through to the other side of it. Okay. Yeah. Through through the wall, door wall, you go. Nice and easy six seconds. Yep. Fifteen. I forgot to roll mine. Oh, wait, uh, you're on the other side already, aren't you? No. Oh, never mind. Uh, if I can just get the rope of climbing back in there and just use that to help out, would that give an advantage or? It reduces the difficulty. All right. I got a 13. Okay. 10. And I had a 15 plus eight. Nicely done. Um, so none of you do it, do so poorly as to, um, once you take the rope of climbing up, you get into what we're going to call the door hole, right? And you begin to climb. You begin to climb those those chains. Those chains are old. Um, they've been sort of in ill repair. And uh, I'll say at one point, you know, Thosen, you you sort of are stepping and pushing, and and it, one of the links begins to kind of open just a just a little bit, um, but not enough to to risk or or damage any of you. Uh, Can you I- get, Go ahead. Sorry. Can I cast mending as I'm climbing? If I hand, if I put my hand on it, sure. As I climb, sure, absolutely. So you guys make your way up over the door jam. You can see the mechanisms that are in the wall up higher, the cranks and the turns, and uh, essentially the pulleys that uh, allow the chains. Because there's two sets of chains that come up from both sides down onto the top of the door that would lift it up, right? Um. The side that you're on is intact. The side that would have been activated from from the other side of the door, the left side, essentially, has been broken. Those That chain looks like somebody, and uh, Sorak, you can see this, that door piece that uh, um, Tauroth had uh, taken out, that had already been removed. And it looks like essentially a fire giant kind of reached their hand in there to grab that chain and just busted it. Um, so whenever you try to open it uh, that way, it would teeter and lock itself harder into place. Mm-hmm. Basically, it would jam the stone, the stone in there. So the, yeah. the mechanism is broken. Um, but you guys make your way over. You you descend down what you can with the chain. You have the rope of climbing. Easy enough to get you out the other side. And when you get there and you rejoin Sorak, you can see 
that there is piled up against this this door. And Sirach, what you had to do when you came through the stone door is um, you were grateful that you, you were able to fly because um, your normal speed of walking with uh, along the ground in etherealness would not have been able to get you to a place where you could um, re-manifest into the material plane without being partially uh, held within something else is there are two fire giant bodies armored in heavy um, black and silver uh, armor their bones pure skeleton at, at, at this point as the generations have passed since and along their their front and on their um in front of them lie the corpses of small uh, dragonlings and uh, ogres and some other skeleton creatures. It looks like this is this is very much where a couple of giants had made their their final stand in in defense of this chamber. And in front of the the door, there about twenty feet away is a wide staircase that does the um, the old school, like, up, landing, turn around, go up, landing, turn around, like that sort of staircase. Um, <clears throat> so, Sorak, once you, you sort of take a couple of flaps, get your six seconds, you're, you're essentially standing on um, the, the chest pieces and, and bodies and broken bits and uh, um, remains of these... Of these fire giants and that's the the site that you guys are uh now coming privy to as you as you come out of your your door hole door hole two. Oh, wow perception check yeah we'll take anything up we'll upstairs we'll take your floor um it, the the sounds of of the living space are a little louder now, um, but nothing sounds like it's immediately at like the other side of the door. You don't know how high this chamber goes up, um, but you feel relatively safe in this immediate instant. Okay. You guys get down safely. You take the rope of climbing with you. And you're sort of standing amongst these these bodies and broken bones. Um, what would you like to do? Um, once we get to the floor, Treasure's going to look around and see if there's anything on these giants that potentially shows they were guards or sp someone special to this community. Because if that's the case, maybe we can find something on them that would lead us to another special area or something that might be brought back of historical value to the um, shields. Make Yeah, make me a history check. It's, not, it's less about finding something. It's, it's more about knowing what is, what is of value. Could I help her on that to give her advantage? Sure, absolutely. And we have Professor Treasure back in the house. Yay! Nicely done. Total of 20 or 21? A total of 23. Oh, 23. Nicely done. So, 
they're the livery of the of the fire giants essentially the emblems and markings on their armor uh does show them to be what what you would suspect is some sort of personal guard or or like king's guard uh just the way it is uh their fire giants don't utilize a, a ton of precious metals in their designs and practices but uh the sort of uh gauntlet gauntlet pieces um right along along the forearm for for these fire giants have a um the emblem of of the fist right with uh that is inlaid in it looks like uh, like a precious silver um and that seems to be the the weapons of the fire giants are slightly rusted the armor's a little old um that there could be value in in just that itself but um you know you can't really haul around a full full plate of armor giant armor but the the gauntlet pieces especially those plates that specifically show the um the house emblem the the fist of the forge right in in like this inlaid finely polished silver uh would be of of historical and and monetary value and then they're about the size of probably a tower shield which you might be able to fit in the bag of holding it's it's going to be one of those things where you kind of open the bag and get like a corner in and then you get the other thing in and you kind of do the the shimmy uh yeah yep but yeah you you can collect those okay so she's gonna point that out of course because this is kind of what we're looking for Mm -hmm. uh say okay well it looks like they did this with silver so maybe if we keep an eye out for silver fists these guys seem like king's guard um, if they were Kingsguard and they broke this door, aside from something about, aside from them not wanting to go in this room, they might have something important here, and we can keep an eye out for other Kingsguard. So she's gonna like eight thousand. Um, help me pop these out. I'd rather not break them before opening them. Let's be honest; I'll probably break them. Uh, let's try not to, but yeah, I'll help you out. Yeah, while they're doing that, I'm just going to kick the hood on and just scout ahead a little bit just to see if I find anything that moves or signs of life. Okay. How far ahead would you like to go, Talroth? Probably just the stairs or maybe just up to that first landing. Okay. I'm going with them. Okay. Sounds good. You can both make uh, stealth checks if you would like. Alright, that's a 16 with advantage. 16 plus 7 for a uh, 23. 28 for me. Okay. You guys very carefully and quietly um, make your way up to that first landing. You do hear the sounds of, of life up above. It sounds like there's probably... You know from the size of the chamber that you just came from, it's at least 70 feet up. Um, Doesn't seem like this stairwell has been used since this battle. Uh, Nobody comes down here. There's some dust and uh, 
debris of, of just sort of rockware and gravity and, and time and age, but nothing that says this place has been used or investigated in a very long time. So, right. I know that it's probably bones, but can I tell what color dragonlings? Uh, make a history check. Fourteen. Um, let's see, maybe I'll roll a DC on that one. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to tell you it comes from the chromatic family, but, um, not, not entirely sure the, so wormlings, while they are distinct, have our, their skeletal structure is probably, that's when they're going to be most similar between all different, all different dragon types. Um, not even a chromatic metallic thing. You, you it's, um, Maybe brass or bronze or red. It's something along those lines. Um, and that's uh, fire? Yeah. Cool. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So, you guys heading up the stairs or are you doing anything else first? Are you guys good down here? Uh... I'm good. I don't. I don't. I, I wasn't talking to you. You stealthed away. I'm talking to the ones that stayed. <laughs> to my best friend and my boyfriend. Are you too good to go? Treasure's like banging the <laughs> crest back in there. I, I think it's in there, Thosin, is it? I, I think so. Close enough. <laughs> While I have you both here, she's just going to run up and give them both a big hug. Ah. <sighs> I love you both so much. All right, let's go. Uh, where do Talroth and uh, Sorak go? I don't know, but I'm going to go upstairs. Oh, maybe they maybe they beat us to the punch while I was sitting here trying to get crests. Do you need me to like send them a message or should we wait? They'll appear uh, if we think hard enough, if we focus hard enough on what they look like, they'll <laughs> back in front of us. So after she says that, I uh, I come back over and I was like, so we scouted ahead. <laughs> big bird! <laughs> big bird. <laughs> I haven't been called that since I came out of Where's the egg. Where's Snuffleupagus? And we went ahead and uh, there's, uh, there's life upstairs, but it seems like what? they haven't come down here in a long time. I know. I heard that when I got here. <laughs> you want to go upstairs then? Wait, Sorok, Sorok, come here. Did you have to stealth all the way up there to figure that out? No. Okay, good. But you want to go? Do you want to go upstairs? I'm just... Uh, I'm afraid these people aren't as nice as the dwarves. Probably. Probably. Oh, no. Oh, probably not. But, you know, we have to go up there anyway, so do you want to go now? 
Sure. Cool. Do you want to try our fun new tattoos and see if we can be all stealthy and stuff? I mean, I know you can be, but do you want to see? Yeah, let's let's give it a try. She'll start doing the, Please the take creepy walk Please from take. Babes in Toyland. She's got a <laughs> pussyfoot. Please take Talroth with you. That's what she tells Sarai before Sarai leaves. Please take Talroth with you. I don't know where he is. He'll find me. <laughs> I've been standing here the whole time. Nuffy! Oh, God. So we're going upstairs, yeah? Let's go. I mean, I, we don't have to. I'm just checking. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're going to find much staying here. Exactly. And there's no point in me looking for locate objects for the gauntlet because there's plenty of them down here. And that's what I'm going to find instead. And it's the only way out of here. So we kind of got no choice but to go up. Well, no, they're going to open up that, uh, they're going to open up that, uh, portal in three days. <laughs> so Ryan's going to toss, like, her skirt a little bit, like she's putting it over her shoulder, and try to start stealthing. Okay. You guys make stealth checks as you make your way up the, um, stairs. All right, that is an 18... Plus, oh wait, sorry, I'm not first. Go ahead. Dirty 20. Okay. Uh, 18 plus 7 for 25. 21. <clears throat> With my nifty tattoo... Uh, I also got a dirty 20, so once again, Sarai and Frozen are the same. Aww. Dirty. That's twice in one game. Treasure makes her way up with you guys uh, safe and soundly as you cover the distance up the stairs. It is uh, it is a hike. Um, they are giant uh, stairs. And so... Yeah, the tread it, the tread is long. the The step is taller uh, than than you would perhaps like. It's um, it's a, probably a little more akin to, um, like climbing up the an amphitheater, not using the steps, or maybe even a little a little higher than that, a little wider for for you guys. The lunging climb. Yeah, yeah. big lunging climb. But you make your you make your way up your way up about seventy feet, and you are presented with a um, with a very the another stone door, sort of similarly created, but this one has been um, busted in, and around it uh, has been sort of leveled, and looks like the the ceiling above it had been collapsed. Um, as you investigate and look through it, you can hear still some life in the distance, uh, some squeaking of wheels, some uh, pinging of, of hammers and rattling of chains. But uh, again, this sounds fairly far and echoing 
through the chambers that are primarily stone halls. Uh, for this, you suspect if you have a small, you guys are pretty small, definitely by comparison to giants, you could climb up and over this this debris. If you did so cautiously, uh, if not, it may um, rock slide beneath your feet. Okay. Can, Can we use the rope of climbing for this? There's, um, it doesn't really, I don't think it would attach to anything. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that's necessarily going to be helpful for you. Um, let me get some acrobatics checks as you guys make your way up, trying to keep your balance underneath your feet as the, the rocks and the dirt and the pebbles and, and the large boulders and stone, everything sort of shifts with every step that you take, making your way up and over this, this place. Tan. Okay. I fly. You fly. Okay. 25. Okay. Nine. Okay. 16. Okay. Uh, Sorak, make me the acrobatics check anyway, because you do have to land at some point to crawl over the very top. There's not enough room for you to fly. Yeah, uh, that is 17 plus 7 for a 24. Easy peasy. Um, Sarai, you do have the, the most trouble, and as you are, as you're going... There are definitely times where those nests like reach out and and grab you. Of course, he slides around too, um, as as the rocks kind of kind of uh, fall. And uh, you know, Treasure and Tauroth are there to kind of kind of help you guys um, up and along. And as you guys are reaching the the top here, you can see down on the other side where this large pile of stone has has gathered. You get just sort of enough of a of a peaking room that you can uh see that there are fires definitely lit uh, probably a few rooms down down the way um you can see the shadows of of creatures moving um you can hear the creaks of wheels what sound like um sound like mine carts mine cart wheels right and um and also the movement of uh, pinging hammers and some some forge uh, sounds, sort of sort of going along with those. Um, nothing is immediately within within eyesight. What would you like to do? I'm gonna whisper to those in. Do you speak giant? No, nah, girl. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Okay. <laughs> well, the only ones that I speak are the things that you have taught me, but aside from that, nope. I don't know if you have hidden talents that I don't know about. It's only been like a year. What do we want to do? And he said this is like a hallway that we're staring down now? Or... Yeah. 
it tees at the far side. And that's where you're at. Okay. And there's no, like, uh, doors on the side of the hallway. It's just it's that relati- tee at the end? It's relatively short. Yeah. Yeah. There, um, there are some, like, murals along, along the sides of the walls. And, um... It looks like there was, at some point in here, probably, um... Um, you can see it's, so the hallway is about 40 feet long. You can see along the sides, there were, there were like stands where fire giant, like, um, statues and and armor used to be on display. And, uh, you suspect that that's kind of what this hallway was disguised as, uh, before, um, it was sort of broken down in this, in this fighting retreat that happened through there. But, um, yeah, that's, that's what you got. I just want to just quietly take a peek down the hallways, just to the left, to the right, see if anything's moving. Okay. See if I can kind of gauge where the sound is coming from. It primarily seems to be from the right side. Um, and as you're making your way your way forward, um, what was your previous stealth check? Uh, 21? 21, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're going to stick with that just to, to keep from re-rolling everything all the time. So you make your way up along the the side corridor. Um, there, it, This whole hallway is littered with debris. It has broken stones, broken statues, um, metal chunks of, of ancient armor, armor that is out of style, even for the fire giants and their, their old ways. This was very much sort of a, a king's hall. Um Right where where you know kings of other cultures may have put murals, these guys had full-on statues with their old armor on it. Um, was was very much sort of what they did, and so it's unsure footing as you make your way up there for sure. You are moving quietly, although every um, every little shift of stone, every every hint of a whisper of of metal movement makes your your skin sort of goose pimple up but there's no way you can barely hear it over the sounds of the actual uh work that's happening there's no way anyone else in can hear it either um but it's it's that irrational moment of of fear and panic so you do make it up to the corner of this long hallway and again the hallways here are about 20 feet wide um, so, but you are, you are small compared to most of what they, they experience. And as you're listening, what languages do you, uh, common elvish halfling infernal sylvan and thieves can't technically. Hmm. If okay. it applies. I can tell you, um, it is none of those. That is being shouted back and back and forth um, among them. Although you do hear a hint of um, you, you think you hear a hint of draconic uh, in in the shouts and in in the commands, um, but you don't recognize the other the other language. 
I'm going to message to Tauroth. What do you hear? Lots of shouting and stuff. I don't know. You don't understand them? <sighs> I mean, it sounds like some of the draconic that Treasure's been teaching Fable. That's a guess. Ooh! She's going to stealth up after him. Mm-hmm. And cast Comprehend Language. Okay. You have the same passive perception as as he does, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, what you hear is a um, is a yelling conversation that we are going to talk about after break. So uh, we're going to be back in about fifteen minutes. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We will see you in just a few, but until then, stay tuned. One, we are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Megan, I'm playing Sarai Landir, the Eldrin Glamourbard. Eric, I'm playing Sarak, the Eric Akra Horizon Walker Ranger. Howdy y'all, this is Maz. I'm playing Tyrotho Complete, the Wood Elf Scout. And I'm Carlos. I'm playing Thousand Fahrenheit, the Half-Orc Tiefling Forge Cleric. And I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Nightcrafter, the Tiefling Fighter. All right. When last we left our heroes, you guys had made your way into the Forge of the Fist and a uh, former stronghold of fire giants that you were hoping to ally with. Um, <clears throat> Sarai had just made her way up to uh, listen to a conversation that was being held uh, just beyond earshot after casting Comprehend Languages. You hear this barking, sort of clipping, um, hissing, almost sort of, sort of twisted tongue in action, as it um, it begins is is essentially yelling. Um, if it won't work faster. Whip it harder. I don't understand what there is left for you to misunderstand. There are simple instructions. Every Dorios will not allow this to become a failure, and I'll not give my scales for your failure. Right. Well, he's uh, just doing as big as he can. So, you know, I mean, see? <laughs> you hear this crash of chains that wail into, and, and you can hear sort of the thump of, of flesh beneath it, and a, a bellowing yell louder than uh, anything that has previously come up. Uh, hey! And once again, the chains rattle and then crack like whips in the air. Um, and the dull thud of flesh once more. But you see, as he does, yeah, the hammer don't fall faster. I've told you before, it is as best 
to be done right rather than fast. I was assured that you were what remained of your kin's skill. If I have been sled, I feel it is only right for me to take recompense in the flesh of your brethren. I assure you, Ivry's armor will be ready for his counsel. Your assurances do me little good. However, I assure you, if it is not, this will be the last of your generation. What's the name? <clears throat> they keep using, I'm sorry. Ivry. Y-V-R-I. And uh, Durios was the other part used with it. Ivry Durios? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was writing. Uh, she is going to link arms with Talroth and pull him back towards the group very, very slowly, carefully, quietly. Okay. Um, so I'm pretty sure there's something in there that's slightly dragonish and it's given the orders. There is a fire giant in there who is a blacksmith. But he's taken orders from the dragon thing, and he's not working fast enough. They've got something in chains. I heard a third voice, a third dialect I couldn't quite make out. It was rather sluggish and sort of oafish sounding. I want to say ogre, but that just feels rude. Um, but they're making something for Ifridurios, and they're not going fast enough. He threatened to take it out on the rest of the fire giants that are here. I, I really think they're doing this under duress. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But, yeah. That's what I got. Could you tell what they were making? Uh, I think... Fuck, did you say? Was it a weapon or was it armor? Or was I it think both? you said armor. Armor. Like, big armor? Like, for a giant? Or... Armor. That's all I got. They weren't going really into details. It was more about how if you beat them, they don't necessarily work faster. That was the discussion that I walked in on. So we can potentially reason with the giants then if they're the ones being held captive or being meant to do something they're But I mean, fire giants are huge and they're not weak. So if they're under whoever this every thumb, it's either from choice or because he's far more powerful. And no offense to us, we're quite lovely and, and I believe in us quite thoroughly. But I don't think that we're 
on a level field to like power play out someone who can <laughs> bitch slap a bunch of fire giants. Or maybe this group of dragon whatevers were able to somehow subjugate the fire giants and all we need to do because you said you heard like chains, right? Oh yeah, and whips. Honestly, and she'll slip into orcish. It was a little exciting, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I just smile. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're saying, but I'm assuming it's along the lines of we need to free the giants and instigate a rebellion against if Ifrin? Ifrin? Ivry. Ivry. I don't know you know Orcas. You're very good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just really good with languages. I pick them up in an instant. You are a cunning linguist. So we can lead a giant rebellion. Not like on the size of the rebellion, but like who the rebellion is for. And maybe they'll lead us to the gauntlet, which I now have a very strong feeling Ivry has. I I would probably agree with that. I feel like knowing what we know now, uh, they were trying to protect the rest of the mountain from Ivry. That's why they broke the door in the last stand of those two fire giants down there. Um, DM, how long do giants live? Do I know? Depending on the type. Um, they live about the same length as dwarves and um, not quite as long as elves. So about 350. Um, so it's very possible that the bodies that we found are friends or, com- or like co-workers with these guys talking right now? You would suspect, based on what you know from from the dwarves, the fall of the Black King happened about uh, would have been the grandparents of everyone of people that are alive. So between seven hundred and a, and a thousand ish years. Um, so these people these people m- would have been like newborns or very young kids. When when their homes were were yeah when the battle happened when when the fall of the of the chamber happened um, you um, so like Haldric who's old who's very old for a dwarf is um, was probably a young man or like barely a teenager maybe um, when he when the fall happened. Um, Beardrin was either just newborn or was born immediately after, right? His dad was probably the first steward and, and he took over these giants, um, depending on how old they are, are either the children of, or, um, or grandchildren of, uh, of the last free fire giants from the the face of the forge. I will bet you anything that they don't know that there's a place where the dwarves made it out. 
that they don't know that there's a safe haven. I will say, better than bringing back historical artifacts is bringing back survivors. Yeah. So the question is, how Roth, do we bring them back? On this? I was asking Talroth what his, uh, his thoughts on this are since he was up there as well. I mean, if something's got the, if something's got the giants a uh, prisoner, like we're assuming that that's the case, what could have done it? Because given where we are, my thoughts are that every it, it, whatever that might be a dragon. Treasure, does every Dureo sound draconic to you? Uh, do I make a check on that? Um, make a, uh, make a history check. Is it the name or a phrase? It's the name, I think. Uh, that is a 17 total. 17, okay. Yeah, so, um, Ivry Durios is a sort of, uh, bastardization of, um, Draconic Legend, basically. Um, it, it would be... Uh, mm, sort of a, a definitely an allusion to a um, draconic uh, figure of legend. Uh, roughly, sort of translates into, or would be the name of um, the uh, the eternal fire. Uh, is Ivry? Ivry is is the eternal fire, and Durios is the destroyer of life. So. so we're talking in the realm of Red Dragon, but this is a bastardization of the Red Dragon that I would have heard about, potentially. Yeah, uh, other fire dragons, I believe, are bronze. Bronze or copper. I can never, I can never remember. Copper is... It's gold and brass. It's gold. Is it brass? Okay. Mm-hmm. Copper is uh, poison. Brass. I always want to say bronze. There are no bronze. It's brass. So it's either brass it's either or red. They're the same color. Brass and bronze are the same color. Fight me. Bronze dragons are lightning, I think. They are lightning. Because, you know. Are there bronze dragons? That was Rothgar. Rothgar. Bronze dragonborn. Lightning. Oh. I always thought he was red. <laughs> The more you know. <laughs> My dear friend, who I looked at all the time, are you sure you're not red? <laughs> <laughs> you sure you're not a chromatic red dragon? <laughs> that you is. Red to me. That's how we learned Megan's characters are colorblind. <laughs> yes, her characters. <laughs> well, your makeup looks flawless. I was like, that's why I look like a. a an aging drag queen. I just grab things and start sticking it on my face. <laughs> Does it match? Does this look good? I don't know. Oh, your characters do it, not you. So, do I could I could possibly message um, the giant and let him know that we're here and that we mean him no harm um, and that we'd like to parlay? I wonder if he's like. If he's, this like, is an option. I'm not saying this is what we do. 
No, it's not a bad idea, but I'm thinking if he could be like the leader or we can find whoever is the leader of Monster Fire. I know that they're being suppressed at the moment, potentially, but maybe he's like, I don't know, the alpha. I don't know how giants work. I'm going to say this out of what I think, as far as if I were in a situation like this. Um, I'd be worried about my family. And from what you're saying, it sounds like he is. But if he doesn't have to worry that his family's in trouble, he might be more willing to work with us. And it sounds like if he's a master builder, they're honestly probably watching him a lot more than they're watching his family. I mean, they'll probably have a fair number of guards just for that backup measure in case he decides to not work faster. But we're also still just guessing that the Giants are prisoners. I mean, they might be working with whatever that ugly everything is. Every. It's like, it's like every, but every. Every. That's what I said. But anyways... We need to get eyes on him first, because all we've heard was just a conversation. We ain't seen none of it yet, so we don't even know if the if the giant is chained up. Or even how many of them there are, or what they're being guarded by. I agree with Talroth. I do think we need to get eyes on this situation. Uh, Talroth, Rock, you guys are probably a little better at getting in and out of there, especially together, than the rest of us are. Do you guys think you can get in and out safely? Get eyes on there and give us some more information before we all try to get in? Way ahead of you. And I'm throwing the hood on. Oh, this will be fun. Um, So you guys are going to stealth up there and you're going to look, right? Yeah, just look. Okay. Except that you can't understand a lick of what they're saying, right? Cool. She's going to very softly do like a on the sitar and cast invisibility on herself. Well, didn't you... Am I wrong? Didn't you cast um, Comprehend Languages on Tyroth? No, I cast she it on cast me. It oh, okay. I thought she cast it on Tyroth. My bad. Uh, aren't you gonna run I'm not going to be useless this episode. Fuck off. <laughs> not, not what I meant. Aren't you going to run into it? A uh, small little hiccup, though, is Comprehend Languages concentration and invisibility concentration. You won't be able to be invisible and understand them at the same time. No, Comprehend Languages is not concentration. Never mind. My girlfriend's so smart. She Zoidbergs at you. But you can't see it. Woo! <laughs> She's just going... Uh, stealth checks uh, from my scouting all party. All right, let's go. Wait, so all three of us are going? Would yep. Tell me if you're not. The beefling is not, or at least this one. I'll stay behind then. Okay. No, come, come on. I just, I can understand them. Two of us can get out faster than three. Okay, then you guys go. Because I can't stealth for shit, so you guys go. Okay, whoever I'm going with, I rolled uh, I rolled an 18 on stealth. 
All right, so Zamir, you. You go, go. You're just going to get eyes on him anyway, so go. All right, 16. Okay. Um, I beat Tauroth twice. This is Sirach's greatest day. <laughs> this is the day of Sirach's everything. Okay. <laughs> um, 16 and Tauroth, what was your number? 16. Okay. Uh, sorry, uh, Sirach, what was your number? 18. Okay. You guys are making your way up uh, as, as best as you can. You come around the corner. The chamber that is at the end of that, that T hall, right? So you take the right. There's about another 15, 20 feet. And then it opens up into a very large um, sort of what you can tell has been made into a forge. Um, a lot of the forge. So this looks like a very large, perhaps was like a dining chamber or it, it back in its original life, right? When this place was built was probably more for like meetings, gatherings, bringing in dignitaries and things like that. Um, not quite like King's chamber, but also given the proximity that, that it was to that it was, this definitely has a, had a different purpose. All of the furnaces and uh, anvils, hammers, tools, all of the smithing tools have been um, made for giants. And they are probably built at the same time that this place was created. But it looks like they've been moved in here over time. You're guessing based on proximity. It is a very large chamber. There are a number of tables, giant-sized tables, providing plenty of cover for you guys to move around and uh, and sort of sneak and stealth. It is loud in here as the ringing of the hammer banging into the metal and um, quenching and the burning of the fire, the crackling of, of the coals. All of those things are contributing to just the forging sounds that uh, exist here. There are a number of ogres that are... Um, <laughs> holding um, a number... So the there is a fire giant that is here that is working. Um, he looks to be older now. Um, probably was a toddler, maybe a little older when when the fall of, of this place happened. Okay, so he's in his, uh, I would say, for like a human comparison, like sixties, mm, right? Late fifties, mid sixties, somewhere around there. Okay, retirement-ish age, but still hardy enough to do to do work. Probably he's not in his prime, so it might be why he's working slower, as it were. On his feet uh, and on his arms are manacles uh, locked with chains. Each chain, each manacle uh, on the arms and on the feet have long stretches of, of chain attached to them. Um, two per piece uh, with two ogres holding on, holding on to them. The hand ones are more just sort of like holding them out of the way. Um, they're giving him the range of his of his hands as, as they can, and um, he does have a neck piece on that has two two people holding that as well. 
So if you're keeping count, we're up to 10, 11 ogres. Um, one that seems to be the lead ogre that you suspect was probably having the conversation. And he ha he has a chain. It is a little lighter chain. It's a little more like a, like a chain whip. Right? Um, and this uh, fire giant is forging um, what you can see pieces of a uh, a great dragon's um, breastplate and arm pieces, claw enhancements, sort of a, uh, an external grill for the mouth. It does seem to be for a um, the skeleton of a bronze brass brass dragon, brass dragon. And bronze. I always wanted to be bronze. No, brass of a brass dragon. Um. And so you can tell that there are um, pieces on what is like a um, like a museum skeleton, right? Propped up, held up, all the pieces, and he's using that as like a fitting dummy, a fitting mold. That and and most of this looks like it's done. Um, a fair amount of it, right? He's working on some of the, um, on like the back piece of, to attach the breastplate to. And from what you can tell, it looks like it would stretch very far down the spine and down the tail, um, to sort of a, a tail, uh, blade that would, that would be on it. And, um, it's very elaborate armor and it's, it looks very well made, um, the metals of it are dense. They're definitely strong. Um, you can tell that there are... Well, you, you probably have to get closer, do a little bit of a better inspection. Actually, roll me perception checks. If you care about the armor in specific. Or if there's something in specific you guys are looking for. Uh, I got a perception of 16. Okay. You can take your passive as a floor. Uh, 21 then passive. Okay. That's, that'd be 18 passive for me. Mostly what I'm looking at is just seeing how many people are in there. Um, maybe seeing if I can like match voice to who's there. Okay. Um, just getting the scene. Yeah, absolutely, and I and I think I've given you most of most of the scene. Um, the you can tell that there is a fair amount of mithril uh, utilized in the um, in the armor. You believe to keep it light, right? Dragons are very strong, but um, if armor gets too heavy, flying in it would become a challenge. You would know that better than anyone, Sirak. Um, although they can wear heavier armor than you can, um, because they are just that much stronger, right? Yeah. Um, but it, it does look definitely along the wing pieces. So there are, there are sort of these wing hinge kind of blades that run up along the outside of that, that I'm, I'm going to say like the wing spine, the elbow, whatever that yeah. nonsense is. Um, that piece, those pieces in specific seem to be very... Uh, mithril heavy, very mithril focused. 
uh, specifically to be light. There is a, uh, there are two doors that have been sort of barricaded. They're unused and stuff is piled in front of them, not in a, we want to stop people from going in and out of here. It's just, we don't use those anymore. So uh, you're never going through that door. There's no point to it being treated like a door. There is also a large hallway uh, that does extend out of one end of the forge to the other side. It looks like it was a normalish hallway at one time, but you can see that there is our minecart tracks that have been laid kind of shoddily. Um, actually, no, they would have had the giants lay them, so they're actually they're actually laid very well. And you can you can hear the creaking of the wheels. And you suspect that that minecart path is probably leading to where, and, it, and based on the size of it, you suspect they have the other fire giants doing mining work for for this armor, right? Mining out the mithril, mining out the iron and the steel, and not steel and brass or bronze. I don't what I don't know which of those are. Um, alloys and which of them are are raw materials but there you go and just to make sure i had it clear you said that it was like a like a mannequin of a brass dragon that it was being built on or the armor looks like it's being made for a brass dragon the man the skeleton is of a brass dragon okay But we can't figure out if it's being made like the exact way or if it's just being used for like the scale size. I would say in either instance, um, what you guys know based on your time with the Wardens is that the Dragons of Lickdrocht, while they may argue amongst each other, while the Metallic Dragons are perhaps more um, considerate of the non-Draconic races... They are very much a unified front. The the dragons of Lickdrocht, um, while they may not like each other, right? They are they are two political parties of the same nation. Okay. Right. So I've never heard them described that way before, but that's perfect. That makes so much sense. It, it just sort of came to me, and and it, and it does it does make a lot of. It, I appreciate there are plenty of times, and I've used it definitely in Rotom, where the dra- where the dragons are very much at odds, and I like that. But here in Lickdrocht, it is they have had other enemies, right? They have had other. Um, the the faded right the uh, not the faded the. Uh, whatever the the players of the great game right have very much displaced them dislodged them and they have a unified sort of uh goal at least um for for dragon kind so they yeah they, they you would know that even if they are making it for a brass dragon um they're you know they probably don't want to kill them but at the same time they may not cry over um, over former enemies being uh, not in the best conditions. 
Gotcha. All right. Uh, yeah, after just kind of looking at everything, just kind of mentally mapping out where that hallway is, just kind of seeing where the ogres are, just kind of nudge the rock to start heading back. Okay. Yeah, you guys make your way back uh, safely. It is, um, well, if you guys did not, you know for yourselves, you're like, man, I was I was stepping really loudly. Oh, those wing bits, beats were were. were loud but no it doesn't it doesn't matter because it's super loud in there um <laughs> and the ogres aren't aren't um terribly perceptive i'll be honest with you their perception checks were so <laughs> you guys make it back right so uh, five giants in chains a good dozen or so ogres controlling them chains and it looks like there's a dragon in here. Like you saw it? Well, we didn't see the dragon, but they were making armor for the dragon. Oh, how big? big? Big. I can see if I can locate creature and see if I locate, I would assume, a red dragon? You have to say the color. Can't it just be... Dragon? Dragon. <laughs> Let me look. I mean, if only there was some kind of like awareness, like this primeval way to figure out what's around. Yeah, wish that shit existed. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh I yeah, I could just look dragon and it just I know where the nearest creature of a specific kind is within a thousand feet. It's my highest level, but I think it's very important for us to know whether or not there is a dragon in this place. Well, it, does it tell you if there is one or where it is? It tells me where it is, um, as long as it's within that thousand feet. Um, I think yeah. so. Sorry, go on. Okay. Yes. <laughs> what is it, Zorak? Just gonna say, mine doesn't. Uh, mine will tell me within six miles because we're in a mountain, but it won't tell me where anything is. It'll just tell me what's nearby. See, mine will stay up for an hour, and if you if it moves. Then I can still track in which direction it's at. I can't tell you exactly how specifically how far away it is, but it will just be like, hey, there's a dragon that way, but it could be within a thousand feet or within five feet. I mean, so, me, uh, if it's if it's within five feet, I think we know. Oh, I hope so. So yeah, fuck it, let's do it. Uh, I cast locate creature. I grab. Um, uh, a bit of fur from my component pouch, kind of like smear it in my hand a little bit, and just do like a little blowing thing, and I'll just let it point me like a little needle in a compass. If I sense, I'm just gonna do dragon. Roll me a roll me a percentile. Dragon's not in. He went to Walmart.
six percent, like zero and six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you weren't going for a preemptive divine intervention? Yeah, that's what I thought I heard you say was divine intervention. Are you sure you said locate creature? <laughs> yeah, but when, I, when when you heard me say dragons, I meant call it to Branos. Like, <laughs> so similar. Isn't that what Branos means? Doesn't it mean dragon? <laughs> it's all fire. I will, um... I will let you know you do... Nothing within a thousand feet. No, no, no dragon within a thousand feet. Um, thousand feet covers. If this was the House of Shields or the Axe Lord's place when you came in, maybe half of a floor. Um, and as as you move around, um, yeah, I mean a thousand feet, pretty far, but it's not super far. It's a football field. 300 yards is what 900 feet yeah so almost a little bit more than that so yeah it, like if you count the end zones in a football field let's call it that that's it's, fine well it stays up for an hour so yeah. i'm just gonna keep it up in case it pins yeah there's there is no so there's no dragon within a thousand feet of you that that you are certain of um yeah there there was a there was a questionable thing but i actually found the answer to it before um before I misinformed you, thankfully. Thanks. Um, so yeah, uh, there isn't one within a thousand feet. I'm not saying that there isn't one around. So I'll just keep this up. Um, I will let you know. Hopefully, maybe they're looking to make it for a dragon that's not here. Hopefully. Okay. So what do we want to do now then? So I know, like eleven ogres is a lot to fight. But, yeah, yeah, 10 plus 1. But maybe if we go in and start helping, the fire giant will take a couple of them out. Like, he'll help us out, and then maybe that could even the playing field. You've only seen one, correct? Or you saw more than one? One fire giant so far, and 11 ogres that got him all up in chains. And we suspect... We suspect the other oak, the other fire giants are in the mines mining uh, the mithril that they're using. Mithril? They have mithril? A shit ton. Ooh. Okay, so we go in and we fight ogres, and then we make a giant friend. I mean, hopefully, yeah. Okay. Tower hold his hands up. If y'all are going to be fighting ogres, count me out for the moment, because we don't know how many are down there. Eleven. I thought you said eleven. eleven. Yeah, eleven here. But if we're going into the mines where the other fire giants are, if they got eleven on one fire giant, how many do you think are going to be in there? They'll be in there. We're not going into the mines, we're just going to go in there. Treasure, what do you think? I'm trying to weigh our odds because Taroth does have a point that there could be more orgers and they could come up. We don't know how far the mines are from here. Okay, then if we don't go and help them, then what do we want to do? 
I'm trying to... Just I'm go back on mission to... and find the gauntlet? Sorry. Sorry, honey. It's okay. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember the specifics out of character. The specifics of a spell, divination. Uh -huh. um, is it something that Sorry, I'm trying to read it at the same time. It's one specific task that we're doing in seven days, if I'm not mistaken. So if I could say, will we run into more ogres? Is it like a yes or no? Like, I, I've never used this spell before. Okay. But you ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur within seven days. Uh, truthfully answer... Uh, with a short phrase, cryptic rhyme, or an omen. Spell doesn't take into account any possible circumstances that might change the outcome, such as casting additional spells, or the loss or gain of a companion. Uh, if casted two or more times, there's a chance of it just failing. Correct, correct. Um, so yeah, you it's a short phrase. Um... You can... Oh, I think you can cast that as a ritual. That's that's good for you. So yeah, you just have to make sure that you're phrasing the question um, and what, what goal it is that you are talking about. So essentially, I can reach out to Branos and with his divine ways... Um, I could potentially ask if we get the fire giant on our side, would us plus the fire giant be able to uh, overpower any forces that are in here? Um, it could be cryptic, his answer, but it will take me about 10 minutes to cast because it's a ritual. I mean, I think we have the time. Then I, oh, treasure. It's a thought. I mean, I I don't like the idea of just leaving them tied up. I really, really don't. But I also don't want to put us in harm's way and potentially make things worse. Exactly. Also, I think I'm a little confused about what we were trying to do because there was talk of going into the mines to check things out there. But then in terms of fighting the eleven over here, so can we just uh, figure out what we were intending to do first? Well, our original intent is to find the gauntlet, but if we keep going through here and accidentally run into something that's potentially going to attack us and murder us, why not have allies on our side? Because that will add as an ex extra set of eyes. It will help whatever the situation is to free him, because I know I would not want to be in chains while some other people are running around looking for stuff. Um, and then who knows if he has allies in the mountains? Um, it's there's it's win lose. We don't know exactly a hundred percent, but I know what you mean. It's like our original intent and goal is to find the gauntlet. Well, yeah, no, the gauntlet for sure. I just meant with regards to that chained up fire giant. Were we freeing him or were we going into the mines to see if there were more? I mean, both, but I mean, obviously not at the same time. 
Uh, whichever whichever one works best first. Well, the question that I ask for um, divination, I can always ask, is there any more here? Or is he the last of his kind in this blaze land? We know that there's more. Never mind. So I just divine enough. <laughs> I think what Talroth is trying to say, because I think I understand what's going on here, is before you go and use your spell, because spell slots are precious, I have enough family to tell me that every day, is should the hold, on to hold that thought, let's check out the minds and the situation in the minds first, and then once we have information for both, see what is easier to do. Well, the reason I offer this one is because since it's a ritual, it doesn't cost a spell slot if I cast it as a ritual. It only costs a spell slot if I use an action, but it will take me 10 minutes if I cast it as a ritual. So it's a free spell, but I can use it whenever. So we can go ahead and check out the mines if you'd like, and we could always come back here. As I mean, I'm pretty sure he's not going anywhere. That's fine. Let's go check out the mines then. Let's do that. Anybody want to take point? Alright. Alright. Uh, stay quiet. Let's follow. Okay. I'll bring up the rear. I would like you all to make stealth checks, please. Hey, <laughs> hey. It's advantage when we roll like me. Did you? Twelve. Did you? Um, I got a twenty-two. Thirty. Five. Five. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was without disadvantage for me. I know I have disadvantage. <laughs> Okay. The other one was a nat 20. <laughs> oh. As you guys are going, um, Tower Off, Sirach, even Saride, um, you guys are, are, are making it, and as, as the two latter ones are bringing up the rear, passive perception on a ogre chain brute is eight. Um, and I rolled a disadvantage for them, and they still beat your fives um quite handily so uh you're as you're as you're standing as you guys are creeping along like uh ratatouille mice behind the uh foraging tables and and um trying to sneak along where the where the minecart should be coming in um well not in any time soon you had heard it going away so it's gonna be a while but um the lead ogre that had been having that conversation, the one that has the free chain, right? Um, sort of turns and sees uh, Thosin and treasure. And I would like everyone to flip for initiative. Ah, he saw us. Oh, I can't have an ace. Their dex is too low. So... Nine. All right. Uh, bad guys are on a eight. 
Who has higher than an 8? All right. Go for it. I believe... Who had the higher? Sorok or... Or Tauroth? Uh, Tauroth. Tauroth. Go for it. You see this ogre turn. He's he's locked eyes with your, your opponents. He's about to start yelling. Um, and the other ogres may not exactly know what's going on, but they know something's going on. About how far away is he? Uh, I'm going to say... I think you guys would try to avoid him as much as possible, so I'm going to say 60 feet. I don't think you would risk going closer to somebody. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, no. It's, I mean, definitely staying away. Um, yeah. Is there something around that I would be able to hide behind or just kind of duck into the cave itself and just kind of So you're behind a you're like behind a table right now. He doesn't oh, okay. have line of sight on you. He has line of sight on Thosen and on Treasure. So he he doesn't know that you are there necessarily, but he's about to start knowing that, that he knows that they're there and he's about to start making making some noise. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Damn it! All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out the short bow and take a shot. Okay, you have advantage. Yeah, you have advantage because he doesn't he doesn't know you're there. So go ahead and make your that's attack an, roll. That's an 18 to hit. That does hit. Yeah, he has very thin armor on. Um, roll with uh, roll your your damage. So total 17. Okay, 17 points of damage. Any other actions or bonus actions? Any movement? As you take as you take the shot, he when the arrow pierces him in his upper torso, it wheels him back just a little bit. He does look in your direction. Unless you're using your bonus action to hide, he will he will see you. That's what I was gonna ask. Okay. You can, yes. Yeah, just kind of shift a few feet to the other side of the table and uh-huh. just hide again. Giant table, so they're like pillars for you guys. You can duck down. Like, there's plenty <laughs> of stuff for you to hide behind. I want to make sure I'm, I'm describing it correctly. Yeah, make your make your stealth check. Yeah, because the, the idea was, it's like, take the shot, move, hide again. Just mm-hmm. not be in that same spot twice. Absolutely. And that's a nat 20 for a 31. Easily, yeah. Um, because you, the nat 20 can't benefit you, I'll actually let you, uh, give, if somebody else makes a stealth check this turn, I'll get, I'll let you give them advantage. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So rock. Um, how long does mantle of inspiration last? Like, an, an hour, I don't know. Are you talking about the HP or just the effects? Well, the effects of it, because it gave us 8 temp HP. I just want to know if I still have it, that's all. 
I think it's a long rest. Ten, ten minutes. All right, then we don't have that. Oh, shit. Okay. Never mind. Okay, cool. So I am going to... Um, that is zero. All right, I am going to uh, duck out of the cover that I was in, mm -hmm. and I'm going to cast um, Hunter's Mark on the main ogre. Okay. And then I'm going to attack him. Okay, yeah, make your attacks. Um, are mine at advantage as well? Yes, or? yeah. Okay. If, if, if your stealth beat his passive perception of eight, he doesn't know you're there. Yeah, okay. So that first one is a uh, 15 plus 9 for a 24. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that'll be a D8 and D6. So that's uh, 6 plus 8, I want to say. 6 plus 4, so that's going to be 10 damage. Second shot is going to be 8 plus 9 for 17. Yeah, that'll hit. Yeah, armor class of 11. They're not hard to hit. 11 is... Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's going to be 5 plus 4 for another 9 damage. Okay, sounds good. Two more arrows come flying out, pinging, thudding into the dense body of the ogre, uh, the lead ogre. He is bloodied, but he is still up. As he, and rest um, of movement, I'm going to kind of hide back behind pillar. Yeah, you can't take the hide action unless... Not hide action, right, but, but you do have cover. cover. Yeah, you, you yeah. take cover. Absolutely. Um, Alright. Bad guys are on an 8. Okay. Um, the lead ogre lets out a howl of pain in, in Giant and begins uh, barking at them. Um... Intruders, we have intruders. Get over here. Not you. Oh, hold him. Pin him down. And and so you see the two um two that are holding the giant's hands, the four of them, uh use their actions to uh basically ch uh, lock him to the floor. Um, they're going to make athletics checks against him with advantage, each of them. And yeah, he didn't roll great. So they, they, his hands with the, the stuff in them, they, they pull them down. And, um, the other guys that are in, that are on the feet, right. They're going to do something similar to try to, to take their turn to lock him down. Right. Um, it's not great. That one's better. Okay, so one of uh one of them, pair of them are able to get the feet locked up, and then the other uh two are still struggling. He's the the fire giants like kicking his leg, and they're pulling uh pulling back against him, and and they haven't quite gotten that that down yet. The ones that are on the neck. Um, one of them is going to try, so he doesn't have advantage. The other one is going to use his action to chain smash our, uh, giant friend. Um, and he misses. 
Good. An eight is not enough. Even, oh, let me double check my fire giant stats here. Um, Because I know that, yeah, he's not wearing armor. An eight barely misses. His armor class is a nine. Unarmored. It's a he's a giant, and it's a nine. <laughs> so barely misses on the smash. Um, the other he has a strength of plus seven. The ogre rolled a natural twenty plus four, but a natural eighteen plus seven beats that. So, um, his body, his neck is still up and moving. Um, the leader is going to come rushing at, uh, at Thosin and Treasure. Um, no, he's going to go running towards Ciroc, because he can kind of see Ciroc. Uh, he has a speed of 40. You guys were 60 feet away. He is going to... Double he is going to dash. Can you help him? Well, hold on, let me see what. I'm sorry, I'm just. His range is. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna dash. He's gonna dash, and he gets right behind. Uh, he comes thudding into into melee with you, and um, and as a bonus action, because he has the line breaker uh, ability, he gets to make a attack roll um, with his fist. Fist smash. So 19 to hit. Uh, that hits. Okay. That's going to be 2d4 plus 4 plus 5 because he ran more than uh, 10 feet in a straight line at you after charging. Uh, so that is... 10, 15 points of bludgeoning damage. That is it for the bad guys. Saride is going to cast Mantle of Inspiration, so everybody gets a 10 hit points, and you can use your reaction to move your movement if you want to right now. Um, She's going to um, message the fire giant, because we don't have to share a language. Mm Mm-hmm. She's going to message him and say, Hi, I'm Sarai Landir. We're here to rescue you. And um, my friends, the the weird-looking ones, we're on your side, I promise. You know know he gets the message. He's he's very confused at the moment and trying not to get chained to the floor. So. So. Which is fair. I just want to let him know, like, Hi, there are friendlies on the field. Please don't smash us all. Okay, and you stay hidden. And you stay hidden. Yeah. For now. Yeah. Sounds good. Who's up next? Um, Actually, no. Fuck it. I do not stay hidden. I'm just going to... I'm going to start moving towards the fire giant a little bit. Fuck it, right? If I'm going to die, I want it to be in a forge. Surrounded by a half-naked giant. (laughs) You said you'd use Mantle of Inspiration? Yeah, so everybody gets eight temp hit points and you can move use your reaction to move 30 feet or whatever your movement speed is on uh, I saw Sorak want to use his movement I'm seeing the same from Thosin 
Um, Tauroth and or Treasure, reactions for movement. Tauroth says no, Treasure. Uh, yeah, I'm going to want to... Where is Sorak? Because I'm, I'm kind of looking at the field around me and... Um, Sorak, Saride, and the giant in comparison to me. Saride is 30 feet closer to the giant, so uh, the giant is probably... They were 60 feet. He's probably 80 feet from you. Um, Sorak is probably only 15, 20 feet from you with the ogre in melee with him. Of course, Sorak is now moving out of melee with that ogre, and it does not provoke the attack of opportunity. So you could definitely get to that ogre. Um, I don't know where Thosin's going. Are you just staying with Saride? No, I'm going to run in the direction like if the fire giant's on this side and mm -hmm. the baddie is here i want to run in this direction but stay within 30 feet okay so you you want to sort of cut them off from the exit from the the tunnel sure okay yeah so so that's there's those in um so yeah do you want to start heading towards the the rest of the ogres or the lead ogre that was in combat with uh, with Sirak Treasure. Which way do you want to go? As we all wonder if we've cut out. Let's see. No, Treasure's there. Treasure's there. Or was a second ago. Uh, I think it might be a network hiccup. That's okay. Um, we can. Who's oh, up? Uh, then for the movement, if I can at all, I want to get myself closer to the giant. Okay. Yeah. 30 feet closer. So you're right there next to Saride. Okay. Whose cool. turn is it? I think I'm after Saride. Go for it, Thousand. Uh, so I'm going to try to get as many as I can within 30 feet. Mm -hmm. Or I have my movement, so I will get as close as I can to get as many as I can within 30 feet of me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to grab a black onyx that I've had in my pocket forever. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold it up in the air, and I'm going to cast Incite Greed on the gem. Ah. So, uh, I present this gem as a material component and choose a number of creatures within the range that I see. Each target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be charmed until the spell ends for one minute. Um, uh, or if one of my companions does something harmful to it. While charmed in this way, the creature can do nothing but use its movement to approach in a safe manner. While an effective creature is within five feet of you, it cannot move. It simply just stares greedily at the gem I present. At the end of each of its turn, it can try to succeed the wisdom saving throw again. Okay. So... I'm going to say you can, if you get close to the giant, you can get all of the ogres except for the leader. That's fine. Okay. As many as I can. Yep. All right. Let's roll. Uh, DC 13. Okay. I didn't bump my wisdom. Roll 10. 10 and 10. Wisdom saving throw. Okay. Correct. I have a 13. negative 2. So. Good choice. Uh, let's see. Natural five, natural five, natural seven, natural six, 
Uh, all those fail. Natural 13 minus 2 is going to fail. And that's 5 of them. Here's the other 5. Uh, natural 17 succeeds. Natural 2, 3, 8, and 9 fail. So only one of them succeeds. I'm going okay. to say... Alright, well that one has already locked his chain down. So he is uh, he is still he is free to do what he wants to, but the rest of them are enthralled by this black onyx. And you. Perfect. And I'm going to yell, do not hit any of them except that fucker. <laughs> and that'll be my turn. Nicely done, Thosin. Treasure. She screeches to a halt as she was about to crash into one of these guys that's now enthralled. <laughs> Like, just hooves screeching to a halt. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to turn and look for the one that is not enthralled. And you find him. And when Treasure's internet decides to participate, she will, I'm sure, go and do the smashing of him. Um... <laughs> there she is. I think you're back. Yep. Yeah, sorry about that. Little technical difficulties. No problem. But yeah, hooves screech into a halt into the dirt as she was about to crash into one of these guys that's now enthralled. Turns and directs at who, trying to look for whoever's not enthralled. Yeah, you find him. Go smash him. I will smash you. I will take my two hits. Go for it. One is a natural 19, which is a crit for treasure. Nicely done. And the other is a 15 plus 8. Uh, that's definitely going to hit. Go ahead and double your damage on the or on the crit um, or, or max damage in your, in your dice roll. I don't have my I don't have my anatomy die on me, so we'll just get, do, go back to damage for now. Uh, so that is 17 plus an additional 11 for that critical damage. Okay, sounds good. Total of 28. And the second one is going to be... We do not roll twos in this house, Treasure. Cool. The second one's going to be 15 damage. 15 Nice. Two huge attacks come cleaving into the uh, into the ogre. He is bloodied. The gore beginning to pour out of his torso. He um, can only begin unraveling his chain to uh, attack back when he gets the opportunity. Um, is that it, treasure? I think we're gonna call that it. Unless she, when she comes back, she tells me otherwise. Let's get a new round. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's it. I'm so sorry. You're okay. No, no one's upset with you. I'm just going to keep us moving. And if we need to go back or retcon things, when you can talk, we will all let you do so. Um, So the bad guys are on a nine. Uh, If you have a higher than a nine, raise your hand. That looks like Sorak and Treasure and Thosin. Uh, okay, 
Uh, treasure, I think, with a queen is up first. No, Sirak. Go for it, Sirak. Yeah, also with a queen, but I think a slightly higher deck. I suspect so as well. Go for it. Yes. Um, I am going now. Um, so when Sirak cast Mantle of Inspiration, I went up 30 feet and back 20 feet from the uh, major that came out to me. Got it. Um, but I'm still within 30 feet of him. Uh, Distance-wise, okay. And I am going to, um, I'm going to attack him this time, not at advantage because he can see me. Um, and I am going to do my two attacks. First attack is a uh, fifteen plus nine for twenty-four. Yeah. And I'm going to throw um, planar warrior on that for the extra D eight. Okay. That's two D8s and a D6. All right, so that's 6 plus 5 for 11, 12, 13, plus 4 for 17 damage, force damage for the first hit. Absolutely. The arrow comes flying out, the force energy coalescing around it, thuds into him. He's barely holding on. Well, then let's finish him off. All right. Uh, that'll be a 18 to hit. Absolutely. All right, so just a D6 and a D8. And that'll be 9 plus 4 for 13 damage. Easily. The fifth arrow to hit him finally drops the ogre as Sorak levels a perfectly aimed shot down into his sort of clavicle. Uh, the blood sort of bursts up and out, and he thuds onto the ground. Anything else, Sorak? Uh, I am going to start... Uh flying 50 feet towards um, some of the art is, I'm sorry, is everyone enthralled by the uh, by the There's one guy that's not. And everyone else is enthralled. Yeah. Treasure's on the one that's not. I'm gonna get 50 feet closer to the one that treasures uh, treasures near not that far. Do you want to be in melee with it or you want to be slightly outside of melee? Uh, 20 feet back. Okay. There you go. Done and done. All right. That's my turn. All right. Treasure on the other queen. Your turn. Uh, let's go ahead and like hopefully finish this guy off. Let's take my two attacks. Uh, five plus eight. Uh, yeah, 13 will hit. Okay, and the other one is higher. It's a 17 altogether, so. Okay. Uh, first one is 13 points of damage. Oh, just shy. And the second hit would be 16 points of damage. 16 is what you needed the first time. Uh, so the, the second one with a large cut sweeping across the body opens up the torso. Their light height armor just spilling out uh, Iker and, and uh, Viscera from within drops onto the ground. Um, that is it for your turn. Or I'm sorry, you, you have bonus actions of movement if you'd like to utilize them. Am I close enough? To potentially use my um, second action, like to bonus action thing that 
I, I am not thinking of the word of it right now. <laughs> Action search? Action search. There we go. Um, and try to get one of those chains off of our new friend. Um, yes, you can. Uh, you, you can use your movement and get over to the uh, zoo. Uh, there are sort of these rings on the floor <laughs> where they have locked the chains into, right? Um, and so you can get over to one of those. Uh, currently, he has one leg and both of his arms are locked down. You can attempt to damage to break the chains or break the ring uh, that it is that it is in, if you would like. Or um, uh, how? What would you like to do to try to free him? Uh, does the chains or the ring look weaker? Uh, in the heat of combat, you're not sure. Okay, so we're going for that cha- for the chain. Okay, sounds good. Uh, attack roll, please. As I, I'm gonna use my my second my my little action there. Let me action search. There it is. And I guess that would be my two attacks on it, right? Yes, please. Uh, one is an eighteen plus eight. And the other's a 16 plus 8. I imagine they hit. Uh, roll damage just in case they do. I'm going to look up uh, armor classes of objects because they are based on that. Armor class of 19 uh, for iron and steel. Um, cool. I think you rolled higher than a 19 on both of those. Yeah. I most certainly did. Go for it. Uh, so 14 on 1. We don't roll ones around here. Nope. Cool. Uh, 15 on the other. Okay. So, uh, 14 and 15. Yes. Um, so with, with both of those, with both of those attacks, you cleave through both of the chain, eat one chain and then the other chain. Um, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Object hit points for a lock, which is about the same size as a chain. Um, Far fewer hit points than I would have expected, but yeah, all right. Even if I gave it the hit points I wanted to give it, you still cut through it. Nicely done. Fantastic. I was going for hands, just to be specific. One hand free. All right. Is it left hand free? Sure. It can be like... Left hand's free, and I see grip. <laughs> Thosen, you are up. Oh, I had to be the bard. Oh, hold um, on. Uh, so on their turn, uh, so on they just turn. on their turn they just walk towards you. Am I? Is that correct? I thought I was before the baddies. Oh, that's right. You are. You are before the baddies. Please go ahead. Yeah. No. No problem. Um, I'm going to have them walk towards me and still keep backing up little by little. I guess I'll move my 30 feet, but okay. I don't want to like, I just want to get them away from the rest of everybody else. And if they're still, that's the one is still up, right? Or the Sarah kill it. None of them that are, everyone that's alive is charmed. Okay. Would I be able to hold concentration on that and hold an action like a spell or would that break holding it? a spell it takes your concentration so okay then i'm not gonna do that um then i'm just gonna keep backing up and just say 
I don't know how. I, supposedly, I can hold this for a minute, but they might break free from it if their will is strong enough. If they break free, take them down, and I'll just point at whoever is resisting. And as an action, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself at level one. <laughs> <laughs> And that'll be four whole hit points, and that'll be my turn. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, so they just walk towards you. Yeah, they just move forty yeah. feet, forty feet towards you. You you start backing away. Um, they don't get another saving throw unless you guys damage them. So, oh, at the well, end of its turn. At the end of its turn. Of turn, yes. Okay. They get the chance to try to break again. All right. DC 13. Got it. So, we'll begin that process now. But in the meantime, you have led them away from the rest of the party and away from the fire giant in the meantime. Uh, one, so far, has broken free of the greed. And with a natural 16 minus 2 for a 14. And the exact same die did it to you again. So two of them... Oh. There were only nine. I rolled one die too many, so I'm just gonna... I'm gonna give that one of those. Uh, so only one of them. Only one of them shakes it. Shakes it free. As um, as it approaches. You you watch him. He gets there and he's like... And you, and you can see the the lack of greed fall from his eyes as they turn back to their normal blackish color. Point at them. <laughs> that one. Okay. Um. Who is up next? Talroth. Uh, those chains that are holding down the fire giant—they are pretty hefty, aren't they? I mean, the the yeah, they are they are dense. They are pretty strong. I don't think you could shoot one. Uh, no, my question was going to be: Would I be able to physically undo one? Like, oh, uh, I mean, they're locked in, so you could you could use your thieves' tools and open the open the lock. Yeah, I'll give that a shot. Okay. So I'll just string the, just kind of put the bow back over, run over to, with the thieves tools, and just start picking the lock on one of them. All right, that's going to be an action for you. Go ahead and make the thieves tools check. That's a that twenty for a thirty-one. Yeah, nicely done, easily yeah. done. Um, I was going to say it's a higher DC because you're you're under duress. Usually you're doing this. It's quiet and you've got time but for Talroth he's never under duress. Talroth doesn't believe in the word duress. The adamantine thieves tools came in handy. Yes they did. (laughs) Unbroken. A far cry from where you started when you would break thieves tools every adventure. (laughs) Nicely done. Uh, Any bonus actions? Uh, I'll 
I would have probably gone for the other hand mm -hmm. to free that one. Yeah, you and get one, one of those two locks. One of those chains free. So that's that's one lock. Um, so he's still one, but it, he has half as strong now. So he, he may be able to break that one. We'll see. Okay. And yeah, I'll, I'll just run over to his leg. Okay. Nice. So I could just at least get ready for that one. Absolutely. Yeah. Bonus action dash, making it over to the leg. Not a problem. Uh, Sorak, anybody left? Anybody? Is... Me. There you go, Saride. So bonus action, uh, healing word to treasure. I'll let her know when she comes back. Okay. And then I'm going uh, treasure healing word to you. Thank you. For how much? Seven. Woo. Out of the wand, I'm going to shoot um, second level magic missile at the uncharmed gentleman. Okay. Every time I do this, I'm so sorry. What the fuck is it? So I rolled a three. You rolled. A, <laughs> how many charges did you use? Second level, so that's three charges. Oh, a second level right? magic missile, so it's two charges. Okay. Um, yep. So that is. I, so three plus one is four times four is 16. 16 points of force damage on four charges. Yeah, because a base magic missile is three darts, and every level above adds one. Right, but a charge it's four, it's four a, a charge out of the wand is all, is. Oh yeah, yeah. No, fuck that. Yeah, no, I, I don't care about the charges. I'm talking about how many. It, it's four darts. What the fuck am I rolling? <laughs> four, four darts. Yeah. yeah, you rolled a three, so it's three plus one for four times four for the darts, sixteen. Okay. Oh no, the whole like it, the three was already plus the one. Oh, it was okay. So twelve. Yes. So it's three times four, which is twelve. There we go. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> You're good. Oh, magic missile. Yes. Uh, so, so the four darts come pelting into the uh, ogre. You you see his flesh sort of wobble as as it impacts and arounds it. So, uh, I, new round, I believe. Yes, correct. Um. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what did Cody get? I, I got a ten. So oh, it's, I had an eight as well. it's everybody but uh, but then Tauroth. Poor Tauroth. He is un he is unused to being so low in the <laughs> initiative. The last four well, he used combats, to be so low. The last four combats. I've pulled like the seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I know, I know. Because I remember last combat, you you pulled, you didn't pull a face card, and that that is absolutely ridiculous. I am so very sorry, my friend. Um, I think Sorak goes first. If I'm if I'm going with Dex, it's Sorak, Saride, and then Thosin and Treasure. Oh, I say my my Dex is two. Oh, so uh, Sorak, Thosin. 
treasure and Sarai can just toss it. Yeah, it's a toss up. But Sarak, you are up. I will uh, bonus action uh, shift my hunter's mark onto the one that is not charmed. Absolutely. And then I'm going to shoot at him. Okay. That's 10 plus 9 for 19. Easily. That is 7 plus 4 for 11 plus 4, 15 damage. Okay. And then I will shoot at him again. That is, ooh, lower, 15. Still hits. All right. That's 5 plus 4 for 9 more points of damage. Okay. Sounds good. Sirak, keeping his bead, a couple of more arrows into the the wobbly fleshed ogre, as it were. Thosin, <laughs> uh, you are maintaining concentration on your spell? Uh, I am. I can still cast a non-concentration spell, Yes, you right? can. You absolutely okay. can. Because um, I'm imagining I have the stone in one hand and my shield on the other, so I've stowed my mace. Okay. Um, I'm going to say some words in Orcish and fiddle my fingers around the orb. Okay. I know what I said. And I'm going to cast Toll the Dead on the Uncharmed One Wisdom Save. A natural 20. Pretty much the oh, only... Okay. Yeah, the um, only thing he could roll to, to succeed that. It's all good, you know, sometimes they gotta win it. I'd rather it be now than when they try to break the charm. Right. Um, I'm gonna stay where I am, okay. so I don't want to keep moving further from the group and having them chase me. I want to yep. just stay. All right. And once they get within five feet of me, they just stare at me, because I'm beautiful. Yeah, you are. Oh man, That's Toll the it. Dead doesn't even do, like, half damage? No, it's a cantrip. No, not, it's a cantrip. Ah, oh, son of a... I would have done 2d12 if he would have failed, because he's taken damage, but yeah. it's all good. It happens. Okay, uh, Saride or Treasure? Treasure, go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to go after that second chain. Like, I think it's the last chain that's left since Talroth undid one, I undid another, so let's go after the last one. The last one on his arms, and then there's two on two on a leg. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 16 and a 17, plus my 8. Yes, both hit. Okay, the first one is going to be a total of 14 damage. Okay. And the second one is going to be a total of 12 damage. Okay. One of them cuts through. Uh, the other one is, is barely holding on. Uh, just one question. Since her greatsword was made of adamantine... Oh, it deals double damage to objects, right? Isn't adamantine does something... Oh. Funky to objects. I, yeah, let's go with that. So yeah, you cut you cut through them chains. Easy, easy peasy. Frozen <laughs> yells that out loud. Hey, Adamantin brings some shit. Good to remember. Thank you. Um. So the well, you freed the leg because that's where Thozen. That's where Tauroth went to. Um, 
So that means you should have both legs at this point free and one arm, because I had gotten one of the arms free. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> um... It's a critical hit. That's what it does. So yeah, absolutely. Done and done. Um, Saride. I'm going to... How, how far is Thosin from me? Oh, 15, 20 feet. Okay. I'm going to cast... Um... Uh, I'm gonna healing word the fire giant. Okay. He he's not really injured. It's it's um. While I appreciate the sentiment, it, it's not really gonna benefit him. I'm not gonna do shit to the fire giant. I'm just gonna run and get by Thosin. Okay. Because I realize he doesn't have okay. his mace out. I will be his mace. Ha ha. Spring breaks for eyes weird. And I'm going to the one that isn't charmed, is it still up? Um, vicious mockery. Well, it's a good thing that your thing didn't work because my Wi-Fi cut out and I have no idea what you were trying to do with me anyway, so ta-da. It wasn't you. Okay. It was the oh it, it was the fire giant. I was trying to move in on the fire giant. Okay. Um, Four points of damage. Ah, ah, ah. All right. So it fails, but it does have disadvantage on its next attack roll. Um, it, it, which is now. So he is going to make that uh, chain attack against Thosin. He is going to, once more, we're going to attack, uh, attempt the chain smash attack here. Uh, both of those are natural twos. That is not going to hit at all. Uh, so let's do some concentration checks, shall we? Some wisdom checks. So there's eight guys up. Um, oh. Okay. So one more breaks. One more breaks free. Okay. All right. Uh, Tauroth. All right. Uh, crack open the next chain, the next lock, and just try to get him free. Okay. So 27. Absolutely. Kicks it open. Kicks it open nice and easy. Um... The lock picks free, clicks open. Um, the fire giant sort of sort of stands fine. He's been pulling himself up. What else would you like to do, Tauroth? So, treasure was on his left arm. I'd have gone to the right arm, so I would have moved to the right leg. I think. I think treasure finished the leg. He's free. Okay, so, okay, so he's completely free now. Completely free. Still chained, but free. He's on. He is untethered. That would have been my action to do to do that. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and make our way back to that table. 
of seeing one of them ogres is free. Let's just try to break line of sight from him to bonus action hide. Absolutely, yeah. Go ahead and make this make the stealth check. So twenty nine. Yeah, easily. As soon as as soon as you slip behind the leg of the giant's table, uh, the ogre, to his credit, has has very little. Um, he's just not paying attention to you. So you are you are hidden from him. Um, the fire giant now free on his turn is going to grab a um, one of his working. Uh, what is he grabbing? Not exactly proficient. He's not a warrior, but he can chuck a rock. That he can do. Um, so he is going to he's going to grab uh, just just a let's say like a, I don't know a mallet or a hammer or or I don't know tongs something. And he's just gonna chuck it at one of these um, at one of these ogres. Um, a natural four, but his plus seven strength uh, makes it an eleven. So he just barely hits. Um, he is going to deal. I'm gonna make him d8s instead of d10s because they're not as big. Like it's a tool. It's not. It's not, um, it's not the rock, right? It's not like, it's not Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson <laughs> goes hurling across the battlefield. Um, uh, yeah. 16, 18. Bye-bye, tequila. 25 points of damage is enough to crush the uh, ogre that had uh, been damaged already. Um, and so there's, there's one that is, uh, up and moving. Um, I am going to say this, these ogres are not breaking out in any mass numbers and you guys are in a turn can now that you're not focusing on breaking the giant free and with the added damage of the giant, you guys are mopping through this. There is, yeah. there is no dramatic tension left. They they haven't been able to to muster an attack. Like if if three or four of them broke free at once and and they could chain smash and knock somebody unconscious and or something like that, that would be one thing. But you guys are are handily beating these these ogres. Um, so with the ogres defeated, um, the the fire giant uh, sort of slumps back down and into a, a, a uh, into a sit on the floor. His um, leatherish jerkin pants, um, the only bit of, of clothing he has, um, Soride is displeased with his. Oh, he's closed. I oh. mean, barely, but yeah. Okay. Well, we saved him anyway. Good for us. I don't know. Um, <laughs> hits the floor, and in giant, um, begins to thank you. <sighs> Where did you come from? Do you speak common? Um. He tries again in in draconic, and it's um, it's broken. 
Draconic. Uh, could I get the intention of what he's asking? Make an insight check. I mean, if not, I'll I'll translate for everybody. Sure. For for those that can't speak, what he's speaking. Nine for insight. You're not quite sure. He he doesn't. He's he's very tired. Um, and you can see where the chains have been whipping him, like along his back and his upper arms. Um, they they have lacerated him pretty good. He is he is exhausted. He is malnourished. He is um, welted and cut and bruised. He's not in fighting shape. And and this is a fire giant that may have never held a genuine weapon um, other than things that he has made, right? Um, but you he he is at least fairly friendly to you. What I can go ahead and because we're getting close to closing time here, I can sum up for you guys. He never learned common. Um, he only learned uh, he learned giant from his parents, right? And he learned enough draconic because the dragonborn half dragon masters that um, that run this place speak draconic, right? So so those are the two languages he's familiar with. Um, you guys have comprehend languages. You can communicate with him. T- uh, s- um, treasure speaks draconic enough. You know, you can also speak com- send uh, cast comprehend on him too. Does if I say Vloxog, Vroxog, the giant from the dwarven camp, does he recognize that name? Is that his granddad? Oh no, he does not. No natural one. He he doesn't. Cool. Natural okay. one. He, he... <laughs> What's a Vroxog? I don't know. Rocksack? I don't know what that is. But I thought it was tea, but it's not, apparently. Treasure's going to speak up to him. Hey, big guy. Um, well, you, you look like you've seen better days, of course, in Draconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, he kind of gives you the, the like... Yeah, yeah, okay. He, he, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's getting pieces of it. He's getting most of it. Um, but, um, what would, is there anything you guys would like to ask him that is pressing before we close the night? Does he know where the gauntlet is? Or a specific, like a special gauntlet, if he doesn't know what it is? Um... You get the feeling he's hesitant to talk about that. Um, he's very much used to people only doing things if if they get something in return. So he's not going to tell you about the gauntlet if um, unless you help him, unless you, you free the other fire giants. That was going to be my question. Where yeah. are the others? There are four other fire giants. Um, they have uh, they have fewer guards on them, but the dragon masters tend to stay with them more. Um, there are th- four uh, half dragon dragonborn that run this this mine, um, and there are usually five um, ogres per fire giant. He had twice as many because he has weapons and arms and, you know, he's got fancy shit around him. So, 
and that he gives you there are if you follow the mine tracks, it leads uh, through most of the fortress down to one of the mines. Is he going to be safe here? Do we need to? Is he going to come with us? Do we need to hide him somewhere? He's not. He he. You don't think he's strong enough to help you in a fight down there? Um, he, like he, it was a burst of adrenaline to kind of crush things up here. Um, he will be safe because these were all the guards he had. Um, they don't. Um, they only come back here when um, if you're Ivry wants something made. And they've uh, already done uh, their check-in for that. That's what we heard earlier. Yes. So I- Ivry um, likes to keep the giants close. They make better servants that way. Um, but he will send them out here uh, back to their to the forge to make things for him. I got an idea. It's probably bad. (laughs) But it'll give me a chance to test out the new tattoo and see how close we can get and give you guys the opportunity to get a surprise on them. Watch this. And she kind of moves the tattoo a second, lets her skin start to turn red. And she's seen Dragonborns back home in Jalen. So she starts to pull, like, the muzzle, turn the horns more draconic. Just That's neat. Oh, my God. So I might be able to come in as a visitor. Maybe it'll catch him off guard and you guys can get a jump on them. Well, now that we know there's Dragonborn here, that sounds like a good idea. I know the customs, at least the ones back in jail, and I'm not sure if they're the same ones as here, but it's worth a shot. Yeah. It's it's safe to say that Insight Grid is dropped, right? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if that's the case... Um, Sorak, look that way. And I pull a, pe- a feather from Sorak. <laughs> and sorry, uh, it's better when you don't see it coming. And I give it to uh, Treasure. And as I hand it over, I mutter a few words and I cast Enhance Ability. Specifically, uh, where the hell are you? Charisma. Uh, Eagle Splendor, which is advantage on Charisma checks. All right. We'll tuck it into her hair real quick. Um, I is the chain whip around? Can I see it? Are there just chains that they used to whip people with? Okay. Can I uh, get one and put it in the bag of holding, please? Yes, you may. Thank you. All right, guys. So with that, we are going to call it a night. Thanks for hanging out. We are going to see you guys next time. But until then, be cool.